0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve and I'm joined by my partner Jeff. We are going to talk about All Out and everything in between. We're talking about the return of Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho debuting. What are the implications? What are thoughts on All Out? What were pretty much everything that uh everybody's buzzing about this past week who's next is it gonna be bray wyatt is it gonna be uh kevin owens i don't know we're gonna find out we're gonna talk talk about a deep dive and i also want to talk about um there's a trend that's going on with all of the people that wwe is letting go and AEW is picking up and we'll get into that um as we get in further in the show thank you everybody for listening much appreciated um the numbers uh for our listens are going up and up and up as we continue so please uh continue spreading the good word the good gospel of the hammerlock hangover with all your friends anybody that's interested in wrestling please let them know one of uh our better uh listened to episodes last episode jeff what are your thoughts on all of this
1: you are an incredible hype man you were like cm punk on wednesday night just like rattling off all exciting things about uh aw and pretending it's a promo um <laughs> i'm a little bit in the weeds this week i mean i've watched a lot of wrestling but my biggest problem is la Sicaria is back in her home continent destabilizing governments collecting debts uh and and one of the places she wasn't going was keto well Last night, she tells me, oh, we're going to go to Keto tomorrow and spend the night. Well, you know who happened to move to Keto recently? Leaping Lanny Poffo, her stalker slash best friend. And and she's like, oh, I'm not talking to Lanny Poffo anymore. Oh, I'm not going to Keto anymore. So right now, now I've got to, obviously, you know, Lanny, they're clearly going to meet. And obviously, she's going to have a date. He's going to meet, you know, who's supposed to be my new son, who's going to be obviously instantly going to become Lanny's new son. Uh, my new mother in law sort of is, is obviously going to become his new mother in law, they're around the same age, so that's sweet. Um, and and my new uncle in law is going to become his. I mean, you know, the whole family they're all going to meet him. They're going to be like, Oh, this is a much better American boyfriend. Oh, he, he's learning Spanish. Oh, look how tall he <laughs> is. So, I mean, I you know, I have all sorts of problems going on here. Um, for, yeah. for
0: those. For those fans that have listened uh, to our podcast and maybe not familiar, La Sicaria is uh, Jeff's uh, significant other. Um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> and and apparently, has struck up a a relationship, a friendship, not a relationship, but you're you're alluding to that that there's going to be a little bit more than that uh, because they're both now in Ecuador. That's right. Um, you know, uh, you know who's not far from Ecuador. I don't john moxley when he goes to nicaragua
1: Uh, it's further than you think but yeah (laughs) uh, that's true um ish but yeah no uh no it, it is true this is not like a little running gag um she is friends with lanny poffo and it's just a bizarre coincidence in life uh it's one of these things where he moved to ecuador and or he was thinking about moving to ecuador and because I think I was friends with him in Facebook. I might still be. Um, I knew it and I mentioned it to her and she was doing these videos to promote Ecuador uh, on YouTube. So she sent him one at my suggestion and he's like, oh, I don't do interviews anymore, but let's totally work together. So they did like an hour long video segment on these YouTube shows where she hasn't done one in like four months or something like that. I, I'm not sure she'll ever do one again, but I mean, she was putting hours and hours of time and they, there's this whole like hour long interview and he doesn't really speak Spanish and she speaks like, I know her English, but I'm not sure like a stranger necessarily would, would know it that well, um, especially over an internet internet lag. Anyway, you can check it out. There's like an hour long interview. I know Steve's seen it. Um, it's cute. It's weird. There's times when it's creepy where he's obviously sort of, you know, leering and, and, <laughs> on her. and listen, in fairness, she's inappropriately sexy and absolutely gorgeous. And appropriately. And yeah. She's, she's inappropriately phenomenally beautiful. And she just has a energy and on camera, she's even like five times more beautiful. It's it's the camera loves her. So I don't blame him. I don't blame anyone. Believe me. I've, I've been living in this for five years of, people going up to me and saying you two are together and after a few months i just came up with my response which is what she's too ugly for me so you know um that's just that's just the way of it but yeah that this this may be uh she may not come back and she may be uh mrs leaping poffo
0: yeah wow man that's Crazy, but you know, knowing her, like you know, she's she's very faithful, right? So she's uh you know, not only she's...
1: faithful, but she but she's she's suspicious of me. Like I'm here eating like the five dollar meals that I bought from Olive Garden last time we went there. I bought like <laughs> eight of them, the five dollar entrees. <laughs> it's hummus and and pita chips and and cereal. Like I'm Seinfeld. This is what I'm living on, and, and like having like. Rheumatoid arthritis flare-ups and, and calling out sick. With, yeah, she thinks I'm like partying, like I'm having, like <laughs> I'm going out every night. And
0: <laughs> well, you're just you're just watching AEW and WWE.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and like you know, staying current on Titans because I plan on you know watching. I, I never watch Mandalorian. I you know this is this, this you know people give me TV suggestions about things to watch. So uh, I'm going to yeah. watch horror movies because she doesn't like horror movies. um so
0: Oh good. You know The Undertaker and New Day are about to do a uh, a Halloween movie for Netflix.
1: Yeah, it, it's like a build your own adventure. It's sort of like I guess that um Black Mirror movie where it, the the you get to determine like the old video game Dragon's Lair, like Build Your Own Adventure. Yes. Like Yes. There's like there but you know it's gonna be like kiddie stuff. It's gonna be like It's can't be it's gonna be more Scooby Doo than than chucky or friday the 13th and so i think
0: it's i think that's a great thing i mean uh you know i've been very vocal of my uh hatred for the undertaker on this podcast mostly because he uh you know demolished and uh, buried my my childhood hero in hulk hogan but um You know i think it's great i think it's a great idea i think it's something at least for my kids i think i can watch it with them and enjoy it because they don't really actively watch they're usually in bed by the time raw is on and smackdown's on so they're uh it's something to share but this it's it's particularly
1: ingenious because people are going to watch it over and over and over again and just make different choices Mm-hmm. and different permutations so you can even do the first three choices the same but but like do all the rest different and you you'll have different experiences now I'm sure it'll be somewhat disappointing but I, I remember I mean I probably spent the gross domestic product of the state of Mississippi on the game Dragon's lair. I mean just just for just seeing what different stories and things would unfold uh, like everything else eventually they all circle back into one into a few areas mm-hmm. but still, you know if people like this and even if those people are only 11 and younger they're going to watch it over and over again this is going to be a smash su- uh, success i it's think just, so i mean
0: maybe this
1: are very wide with the Fiend.
0: Uh, uh true but you know what maybe this is an opportunity to try this out with monday night, lily. night Live. <laughs> or lily right <laughs> like Maybe they'll 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 set this up where you can pick different options of how to book Monday Night Raw and it'll GM options. GM option
1: go. on Netflix. I, I would to- I would totally do that. I mean that my Raw would be so much better than their Raw.
0: And guess what? The ending to every episode is no matter what you pick. The ending's always the same. It's Vince McMahon hates your ideas and rips up the, the script. <laughs> I, I, I thought it
1: was Drew McIntyre gets a rematch for the title. but
0: <laughs> Oh, that's in, that's in season two. <laughs> or,
1: or Randy Orton gets a title uh, title shot. But uh, yeah, um, fair no yours, yours is definitely right. No, no matter what, at the end, you're right. Vince McMahon rips up the script and yells, You're fired!
0: yeah right. but people keep trying <laughs> i'm gonna change this ending no it's all the same ending
1: that's right you get the time when you're sitting in the office with trish strass on one side and, and tori wilson on the other yeah. hi boss
0: yeah
1: <laughs> Don't, and I linda's in the corner in, in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, <right. laughs> that's um, when you all... win that's that's when
1: you beat the big boss <laughs>
0: All right, guys, um, let's get into All Out. Everybody's been talking about All Out all week. I mean, exactly. Why do we need to? Perfect. I, I don't want to talk about it too much. I just want to get your thoughts really quickly because I I see, you know, we are uh, still happen to be, hold on, let me check my phone. Oh, yes, still on the Wrestling Soup Network. So um, for now. <laughs> so I heard uh, some kerfuffling about how uh, um, Mish uh, was covering the, all out and was critical of, I guess the matches, some of the lengths. not said it was a great match, said it was a great pay-per-view, but critical in some spots. I don't, um, knock them for that. I think it's constructive criticism is good, but you know, you have these AEW stands that will, um, you know, fall on the sword for any criticism of AEW and, um, you know, I think Mish took some flack in some social media circles related to his uh, criticism of. Yeah, now he
1: got savaged. Um, <laughs> he, he got savaged pretty good. I mean, the consensus approved opinion is that it was somewhere between awesome and the best pay per view of all time. It was not the best pay-per-view of all time, but that's subjective. I mean, to argue that sure it is. is or isn't is—it's it, dumb. It's a fool's errand. It's—it's—it's it's, it's no hill for anyone to die in. It's also generational. Depends on what you've seen. If you saw WrestleMania when you're 14 years old, live. That is an amazing memory because you never thought wrestling was going to be on a pay-per-view. Pay-per-views were, were new. You never thought you'd go to school the next day and everybody's talking about wrestling. That You never thought that was going to happen. And if you were a real wrestling fan, and then also all the jocks are talking about, the, the nerds are talking about, the skids. That's what we, we call called the, the dirt bags or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, we're talking about it. You know, everybody – Everybody was talking about wrestling. Even the teachers knew what, what, what that happened. That was that was amazing. That was water shade. You go back and you watch WrestleMania, it's not a great wrestling show. No, um, the first one you talk about. Yeah, but I mean, even some of the other great – Hogan-Andre, not a great match. So what? It was an amazing event. Oh, Hogan-Warrior, okay, not a great match. Amazing event. So things have changed. But if you go back and you watch it and you didn't live through it, Spoken word, title, big deal. You already knew what happened. I mean, and it's happened a million times since with different titles and whatnot. So, you know, one of the things that AEW does really well, but I, I'm not sure if eventually it's going to get them, is that because everybody is so in on the joke and everybody is behind the fourth wall. Everybody is part of the cult of kayfabe. Everybody sort of knows most of the things are going to happen but they still do roll out some surprises and, and they do that very well. Um, everybody feels smart and everyone feels like they're in on the booking and they have a voice and maybe they do, yes. maybe that's true. So sure. it It's almost like the interactive movie we are talking about. You feel like you're part of AW. So it's, they give you enough to feel invested and they give you enough to be like, Oh, wow, well, I can't be, believe what's going to happen. I mean, nobody talks about, well, we talk about it. We're, we're not nobody, but, you know, the only people we've seen from New Japan was Kenta in no matches and then three guys who are over 50. Um, you know, they're not exactly giving us the big stuff, but, you know, everyone's acting like, yeah, we're going to see such bigger things. And I can't tell you that we're not. I can't tell you that we're not going to see Okada, Tanahashi, or Ishii or Abushi. I don't even know if these are real names. Um, but I don't <laughs> watch know, New I, Japan. I, you know – I'm I don't know that we're not going to see them. I suspect that we're not. I suspect they're th- sort of throwing us. So they're these guys. But it—it's a—it's enough anyway. The show itself, I thought it was very good. I didn't think it was fantastic. I thought there were some pretty cool surprises. Um, I thought that it was a little bit long, but I mean, don't you sort of have to make it long if you're charging fifty or sixty bucks? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I thought it was a good show. I, I enjoyed the show. I didn't think everything was great, but I enjoyed the show. And I thought that there were, I don't know if there were any memorable matches, but there were memorable sequences. And I'm not a match guy, so I'm okay with you didn't.
0: You didn't think the Lucha Brothers versus um, the Young Bucks match was uh, phenomenal?
1: I I really, listen, I, I've had to make a lot of adaptations if I wanted to stay in this game. And here's, here's one of the things, and I'm not criticizing Mish or Joey Numbus at all. I think that they are going through sort of the, the same thing that a lot of people go through. They're sort of at that stage where they know what they think is professional wrestling. And it's changed a lot in the last 20 years. And it's probably not going to change back. And they're still fighting the war on, hey, this is what professional wrestling is supposed to be. Sort of what Jim Cornette talks about. Sort of what the character Dan Lambert is playing, which he probably actually believes, but what he's doing on AEW. So they're leaning into it, which is which is cool. Um, and which in large part is me. I and mean, that's my instinct, too. That's my knee-jerk reaction to things. So
0: you were in AEW, Mark.
1: I am I, I'm I'm telling a story Steve let, let, oh, let, you need to give me 3 hours to get to my point. <laughs> uh, you have at some point either you have to give up on watching wrestling or change with the times at least enough to enjoy it. If I only am enjoying let's let's be generous say half of what WWE is feeding me why can't I find it in my heart to tolerate the 30% of what I can't stand on AW if I'm enjoying 70%? So that's what I'm doing. That's, and I'm not sure that they're really able to do it or they're able to do it without expressing their criticism that way. And I agree. I think it's constructive criticism, but I'm also a wrestling soup mark. I also have been listening to them for six or seven years, so they have goodwill equity with me. They, they've been my friends in the dark when when I was alone you know um I actually have a friend you know a real I have a real personal relationship friendship of sorts with Mish. so you know I'm, I'm sort of in the tank for him I you know we're friends Kevin castle is a friend of the show and he's sort of the feel same way uh, though he he really doesn't even watch Aw he's he's mostly WWE. So you know, so I'm going to be a little bit defensive of, of their position, and I understand everything they're saying. Listen, they're big boys, they're big stars in in this world. They believe what they say. Nothing they said is inaccurate. It, it's either factual or their opinion. People don't need to pile on them about it. Yeah. I agree with, the, with a lot of what they said. I just don't maybe agree to the same extent because I've sort of decided to stop fighting that fight over a very unimportant entertainment. entertainment genre which just happens to be important to me
0: yeah you know my opinion on the on the pay-per-view was just like you said they did tony khan and whoever else is booking with him did an exceptional job of getting everybody in on the joke or in on the plans and again that's what AEW does great right is everybody fantasy books there's this click of AEW fans and they want to see adam cole Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega face off. They want to see all that, and he's gonna give you that a little bit. But then pivot. He's gonna give you CM Punk, and then pivot. And so he a phenomenal job. The pay per view. There, uh, there's very little that can be said, and I think it's probably one of the bigger pay per views of the year. Uh, in my own personal opinion, I prefer WrestleMania three because let's be quite frank. I've told you this many times before.
1: Beaver kid, little Haiti, we know.
0: Absolutely, you can't you can't beat Hillbilly Jim versus King Kong Bundy and four uh, midgets. So it, as long as Tony Khan can, and I know you know Marco Stunt showed up and there was <laughs> you know some, so he might he he's still Marco Stunt does not fill in the shoes of a guy named Little Beaver. Uh, the Haiti Kid, Lord Littlebrook, and I forget the other guy's name. but
1: <laughs> Shame on you.
0: I know, I know. I, I remembered it the other day because I posted it up somewhere and I said, still not better than, uh, you know, WrestleMania Wasn't it III. a luchador?
1: What, what, wasn't it like a, a little luchador?
0: Oh, sorry. It was Little Tokyo. Thank you. Bong. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah, same thing.
0: So... S- the, same thing,
1: just 7,000 miles away.
0: I agree. Little Tokyo, St- Marco Stunt, almost the same thing. But then you also had four, three other guys. And no, Hildur, I mean and... like
1: Japan-style then and Luchador-style oh. then were like the same thing.
0: Oh, right. I think, it you was know, like your
1: eventually... your Jushin Thunder Ligers and your Psychoses were basically the, 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 the same kind of wrestling.
0: You're right. You know what? You actually put me onto something. I wouldn't be surprised if next Wednesday, John Moxley, since he loves uh, working in the mid-card and fighting New Japan old heads... Maybe next week he'll fight uh, Little Tokyo.
1: He might be. Uh, he he may have to go to one of the the islands, one of the uh, Cure Isles or something. Uh, who knows? <laughs>
0: um. So I thought it was great, but m- I want to have this conversation with you about. Aww. Let's let's be real about the booking of this entire show. You had all, and, and I know there's a fight about. They're not ex WWE guys. They're XROH ROH guys. Listen, when, if I, I, I use this analogy earlier in the week, if I work, uh, work my way up from a bottle recycling factory to the hall, you know, uh, the upper management levels of Coca-Cola, and now I'm looking for a job at Pepsi. Am I not gonna put on my resume that I moved up the ranks in Coca-Cola because I I want to I worked really really hard at a bottle recycling factory when I was 20? Fuck no! So guess what? I'm ex Coca-Cola. I'm ex the bottle recycling factory. Refa- I'm both. So for you, people to disavow that they used to be WWE guys or they're ex WWE guys, no, they are. Let's face it. And it took ex WWE guys to put over this pay-per-view in in the grand fashion. Let's break it down. You had Miro win, right? Miro, ex-WWE guy. You had, I'll do it the reverse because it's much easier. The only two AEW stars that won were Omega, but he wasn't the biggest thing that came out of that match. It was the debut of Cole and Danielson, Britt Baker, and Breast Friends, and uh, the, uh, the other guys that were with him. Uh, I forget who they were, but But. that's it. Everybody else. There were 10 matches on the card. Three out of the 10 are AEW guys. So tell me. And 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 one
1: was the pre-show.
0: And one was the pre-show. So how can you tell me that AEW is not leaning on all these ex-WWE guys to get them over? I,
1: I won't tell you you're wrong, because I tweeted the same thing, I think, Monday. Uh, I, I mean, I put, I listed all all of the winners of the matches. And I agree with you on on that they're ex-WWE guys. A- and the only reason I have any issue with it at all is because AEW, for the better part of a year, year, year and a half, and they still say this, we're not hiring all ex-WWE guys. We're not going to be WCW. We're not going to be TNA. If they never said those words and they never said it seven or eight or nine times— I wouldn't criticize them that's what I would do too. They hired a lot of people, God bless them, and a lot of people who aren't TV ready and a lot of people who two years later still don't belong on TV. So why not get trained professionals? It's no, it's no coincidence that you have... 2.0 former everize on TV all the time now. They're not good. They're not that entertaining. They're not that interesting. People are saying, Wow, I didn't know they had this much charisma. They're exactly the same. They're doing exactly the same thing, but they're professional. No one will get hurt. Daniel Garcia, wherever they found him from, he's like 23 years old, but he's professional. He doesn't hurt anyone. They just hired a guy named Danny, um, I'm sorry, Lee Moriarty. He, very few people have heard of him. He's been on the Indies, but he's a safe, solid worker, and you'll probably see more of him. There's a reason why Dustin Rhodes is still on TV, besides the fact that he's Cody's brother or half brother, um, and you know, because they're safe. I mean, and even with that, there's still blood every week. I agree with your analogy. I mean, now part of that is, is correct. You know, if if you played in the NFL for one year and you got cut, and you go to the Arena League, they're going to talk to you about you being ex-New York Giant. so-and-so uh, is our running back now. They're not going to talk about that you broke all sorts of records in Division Two, you know, South Dakota State or whatever. You're not a South Dakota State person. You're, you're ex-NFL player. Now, part of that is we have been ingrained for three, four decades to think of WWE as the major league, the NFL. So it always sort of feels like when you go anywhere from WWE to someplace else, you're sort of you're you've gone from upward mobility, you've gone from the pinnacle to someplace else, someplace below it. Now that paradigm might be changing some, but not yet. Not money-wise, not fame-wise, not exposure-wise. Maybe quality of life, maybe the, the, the money. Is getting closer, or at least you have a lot of opportunity or a lot of freedom to get there. Um, but somebody posted without comment, which was well with comment. The Google trend lines of Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega was basically a flat line at the bottom. Roman Reigns was like uh, you know sort of uh, you know a high heart rate, but you know a few inches above on a graph. I mean, basically you know by measures of thousands and thousands of tens of thousands of, of, or maybe hundreds of thousands of more people. Right. And I told the guy, I said, do it it with Nikki Bella just to be fun. Nikki Bella is tons more famous than, than Kenny Omega. She happens to be a little bit below Roman Reigns, which, which disappoints me. I thought Nikki was higher. Um, But part of that is that, but part of it's just like the obvious, like people say Jericho's not an ex WWE guy. The guy's 50 years old and he spent 20 years of his career in one place. Of course, he's the next WWE guy. Sure, I know he started with Calgary Stampede or whatever. Uh, so, like, arguing against the obvious is silly. Um, everybody starts somewhere before they got to WWE. Very few people start in no place else except for the Revival, now FDR, Um you know, very few people start nowhere and then go to WWE. Baron Corbin isn't ex-North ex-Nor- Carolina State offensive lineman. No, he, he'll, he'll be ex-WWE guy. So, I, listen, this is also sort of a silly argument. because Anybody with common sense knows that they're ex-WWE guys, whether they were treated well or not, whether they they were squandered or not. I'd argue it's 50-50. Um, you know, some of them are doing much better. Um, you know, but listen, yes, people in AEW are rightfully excited about some of the things. And people in wrestling are excited. I mean, it is an op- It is, it is an opportunity. It's an alternative. It's an alternative place to work. They don't seem to be trying to kill or ignore all other federations. Other feder, you know, PWG is mentioned. GCW is mentioned. Obviously, nothing's happened good for impact with this, but I don't think that's necessarily was AEW's intention. Um, you know, it's not like it's all worked out. I'm not sure if the stuff with AAA has worked out great, but, you know, the stuff in New Japan, I actually think is still New Japan playing chess. Um, but anyway, whatever. it, You know, show business is about giving the crowd what they want and wanting them, having them wanting to see more, and they're succeeding on that. Where sometimes if I watch Raw for three hours, I wanna, you know, hurt myself. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know? All right. So we had the debuts of and let's do it in chronological order, right? And let's build up to to Brian Danielson. Ruby Soho debuted in the um women's casino battle royal. She was the Joker. Um thoughts on her debut. Okay.
1: I love a battle royal, I love a car crash. This was on the low end of Battle Royals. I thought this was going to be a lot better than the original Women's Casino Battle Royal because it had more professional talent. It wasn't. Actually, I, I sort of liked the first one better because it was so chaotic and there were so many people I didn't know, so I was interested in figuring out who, the, who they were. Um, or maybe it's just the the nostalgia of hindsight. Um, we predicted, everyone predicted Ruby Soho was going to be the Joker. And in fact, she was. One of those things we were alluding to earlier, that everyone's in on the, the booking. Everyone's a mm-hmm. smart fan, which means maybe we're not so smart. Um, I didn't think that they'd have their debuting person, their debuting XWw person win. I thought they would go with Thunder Rosa. I think we had a little discussion about it, and you were like, yeah, but do you want to give Thunder Rosa a title shot right away? Because... They're not gonna take the title off a of Brit, and and that was pretty compelling. And I don't even remember if I got this one, if you convinced me and you and I got this one wrong or right. Um, I think I still went with Thunder Rosa winning. You were right, I was wrong, it makes sense. Um, that said, I watched Dynamite on Wednesday, Ruby Soho came out to no response, just like she got in WWE. And I'm pretty sure she got legitimately injured at the end, you know, after her first match. Uh, looks like her she neck. Seemed a little,
0: she seemed like she took a stiff bump on the rope. Like she got thrown into the ropes by Jamie Hayter on Wednesday night and then like took a stiff one like right to the neck.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, nothing's come out about that, but it didn't look good. Rio comes out to do a rescue. It's aborted. We haven't seen Rio in a while. That was unimpressive. And then Chris Statlander, who just lost a title match, comes in with the chair. So that I don't get. I mean, at least send in Red Velvet or or not. Well, she also lost the title match. Some some new, you know, Ty Conti, Anna Jay. J. I don't know. Send, send in someone. They've they've signed a million people. By the way, this whole Jamie Hater thing, which is a complete aside, she doesn't really seem that tough, and she and she's losing all of her matches, or at least like four out of five of them. So yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know what this is doing for. It's
0: poor booking for Jamie Hader. Hey, yeah. let me ask you this. Um, you know, in WWE, Ruby, going by Ruby Riot, then had the Riot Squad with two other girls. Are Riho and uh, Statlander her new Riot Squad? <laughs>
1: that that would be fairly hysterical. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But it's like Sarah Logan didn't really speak either, and she was like a Viking, so a fish at a time. An alien is sort of like a fish at a, at a place. Um, <laughs> right. Rio, I mean, I you know, she's sort of like a baby doll. Liv Morgan was sort of doing like a baby doll thing for a while, so yeah. Why, why not? Everyone needs a faction to get TV time in AEW, you get paid by TV time, so yeah, why not? Okay. But uh. As far as the match was concerned, pretty predictable, pretty sloppy. Uh, I don't think that Jade came out looking good. I, I don't really think that any of the – I don't think this Ally Penelope Ford thing made them look like they were dominant. I don't think that Anna J. Ty Conti looked particularly good in this. Um, yeah. The whole Julia Hart getting injured and replaced with Sky Blue was – I mean – just to bring in a, you know do a 2 d basically you you bring <laughs> you in <laughs> a, a local indie person i mean everyone's already fired up about CM punk i i mean okay whatever i mean it, it's not like not having julia hart in in the like the the 19-year-old was going to be the glue to hold it together so fine um
0: i but, thought as yeah. as far as ruby's debut um again the match was the match i would have liked them to use this time to kind of propel thunder rosa but uh, or even jade cargill for that matter like and she did she looked pretty dominant i think she was one of the uh the final participants but it, it again okay i'm not even going to criticize the booking right uh, all right ruby won but my problem is ruby comes out to all this fanfare from the from the commentators right hey destination is known she's right here ruby soho is here everybody big deal big deal she's hamming it up for the cameras right like i'm shocked to be here everybody they cut to the ring now when the undertaker and i'm not really i'm not literally comparing ruby riot ruby soho to the undertaker but everybody stops in a royal rumble when there's a surprise entrance the the the, the people in the ring register the entrance right they go oh shit like when edge came out right what? oh shit edge is out they cut to the camera in the ring and nobody stops. You see Red Velvet take a look up there and be like, oh, this, this chick, fuck this. I'm going to keep punching Tay Conti in the face. Good. What, what, what was going on? What? No. This, this was, again, my biggest criticism, a small one. But again, biggest criticism is if you wanted to make a big, feel like a big deal, everybody in the ring's got to be schooled to, hey, we got to treat her like a big deal too. Uh, I know
1: what you're saying, and you're right as far as presentation of show is concerned. She is not a big deal, and and, and if you're going to pretend that wrestling is real, why would they stop fighting with the other 16 people or whoever was left in, in the ring at, at that point? Um, you know, just because Ruby Soho is coming I mean, she's not. I, if it was Charlotte, you all stop and you go, oh, shit.
0: Yes, but again, the way that AEW books everything it's everybody's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Danny Garcia is a big deal. Dante Martin, you know, this past Wednesday. Oh, he's the, the biggest up and comer we've got. He's got on a five, five match win streak. And then he fucking loses. So everybody's bigged up. So it takes me out. You can't what I'm saying is the comparison of, you can't big me up to Ruby. Soho being a big deal. And none of the competitors in the ring think she's a big deal. Like, it I, I, I get taken out. That's again I, minor I, minor quip, but I, I, I know like what
1: you're it. saying and, and I you're 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 not wrong. You're right.
0: Um let's talk about Cole. Cole Adam Cole Bebe de- debuts after the um the Omega Christian match. Um your thoughts on his debut.
1: Okay. Everyone knows my thoughts on Adam Cole I'm like in the 1% who thinks that the idea of him being a heel manager for Keith Lee or in WWE was a great idea. I think he'd be awesome at it. I know everyone, you know, if you're a match person, yeah, he puts together great matches. I don't care because he looks like a little dinky little thing that I would never be afraid of, and I'm old. Um, And I know people say, it's wrestling, you don't do it. Well, a lot of the people who say that same thing, say talk about rio and go i can't believe the rio's hurting anyone you don't believe it for the women but you do believe it for the men that doesn't make any sense so there's a little disconnect there anyway i thought the debut was good everyone was expecting it to be danielson first it wasn't i thought his song banged my only little nitpick with the song is that it didn't have a pause at the end so you could do the boom at the end because they're still doing that um Maybe they'll work that in because I I think that's a big part of his presentation. Listen, I don't deny he's got charisma and that sparkle in his eye. And he's a great talker. Yeah. I I also don't deny that when he's with Omega and the young bucks, he doesn't look so tiny, especially when he's in a, in a, in a motorcycle jacket, because they're all the same size. I mean, actually the bucks are a little bit shorter. Uh, he, he might be five, eight and a half. And these guys might be five, eight and five, seven. I mean, but whatever it is he's still a little dainty guy and if and if you're not sure that he's a dainty guy Carl Anderson looks like almost looks like a hoss next to him except then you got Gallows there who looks like a Haas. now those
0: guys suck I, I mean they're they're charisma vacuums and and they they suck so much sorry to interrupt but they suck so much that Cole on Wednesday night is like i'm in the elite omega's a champion the young bucks were a champion they're the best Doesn't even mention Gallows and Anderson.
1: (laughs) Who who were actually standing there with the Impact titles around their races. Now, I don't know if that has something to do with maybe they're not supposed to talk about Impact anymore on TV. Um, So it's just uh, the agreement was wear the belts, but we're not mentioning it anymore. I I have no idea. Um, But yeah, no, that was fine. But if you there's between the two goons, Nakazawa and uh, Cutler. Cutler and Don Callis. There's now nine guys in in the ring with in these segments. If people are saying this isn't getting like NWO, you're out of your mind. It's just it's just like discount NWO. Though to be honest, NWO got pretty discount NWO pretty early as as well. Um, but listen, it gave the people what they want. It gave them the reunion. They brought them back from their little death um, that they killed them off apparently on BTE a few years ago um whatever it was good he gave a little promo everyone's like yeah this isn't going to last long i don't know i'm not sure i mean you know for all i know this could last for years um you know that that's fine that's 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 the interesting thing in wrestling you know when 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 is someone going to turn on someone um but fine so be it i mean I don't know what you do with Cole now. I know what they're doing. They're having him in a, in a match with Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter. Well, I mean, he hasn't beaten any member of the elite yet. Not even, <laughs> not even gallows. So, I mean, you know, obviously Kazarian is going to lose, uh, or it's going to turn into some sort of multi-person scrum. So now you've got Christian, uh, the Jurassic Express who are also involved in another feud, um, with Kazarian and Brian Danielson, I, 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 you know, is is I mean, I mean, some people just feel Brian Danielson just feels so much above it. Some people might feel Christian feels so much above it. Not a Christian guy. Always thought he was edge light. Still think he's edge light. Doesn't do anything for me. Uh, never did. I mean, I think Christian's always sort of been part of the problem. Not not personally. I mean, in in my sizism. I mean, you, you you start with the one, two, three kid. You go to Billy Kidman and Ray Mysterio Jr. Christian Motor City Machine Guns, uh, straight line straight to all the minis that we have now. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah. I, I but I thought it was a, a good debut, and then it gets interrupted by the uh, Brian Danielson. I'm going by to use the big to debut. Them. Yeah, uh, which which I think was also cool I, I think they could have just left the Wagner alone I think the ride of the, the Valkyries was fine Without whatever they added to it But I guess they wanted something they could sell
0: Yeah, they wanted a different And uh, one of the bigger uh, downloads after the pay-per-view online Is uh, his new theme song
1: What happened um, with Europe? Why couldn't they get um, uh, the final countdown?
0: I think it costs too much, or I guess it's not a Warner property.
1: No, it's not a Warner property, but like music licensing is pretty much used music licensing, and it's... I think
0: the way that they they because they have this relationship with Warner through TNT, I want to say that they've got abilities to get music through Warner Brothers, but if it's not owned by Warner Brothers, then they can't easily. They have to pay for it.
1: Okay. That, that might be it. I mean, I know that Living Color has either owns or has input with the label that owns Cult of Personality, and they have always been okay with punk having it, and the label or whoever owns it, maybe Living Color owns their own shit. Um, they've always Correct. been thrilled with him having it. I mean, he he, he, he sells stuff. I would, now, Europe probably doesn't own the rights to their own music. Some label probably does. I just wouldn't think the licensing would be too hard. If I'm Europe, if any member of Europe is alive, I would absolutely want them to use it, especially now because they're going to get seven hundred thousand, you know, sales of, of of the single, you know, right away. I mean that they're going. This is they're going to be would be their retirement nest egg. But anyway, the pretty minor stuff. I was just curious if you had any any insight because I don't.
0: No, I, as far as the the other than the stuff that I already said, no, I don't. Um, Daniel Bryan. Felt like a big deal when he came out, right? And my again, minor criticism.
1: Brian Danielson,
0: as, sorry, Brian Danielson. Sorry, I'm forgetting how he identifies.
1: I, now. We're both gonna have to correct each other on this one for a long time.
0: I know it's good for a couple of weeks now. So Brian Danielson shows up, and I feel like he dwarfs the Cole debut, right? So like here, I hear the the criticism of they should have separated them so that way they feel like big deals. So. You know, i I think they ended up burying a little bit in not so much in the the way that we usually use it in wrestling, but they kind of just just kind of glossed over Cole's debut and just was like, oh, they dwarf it, right?
1: I don't think so and I'll t- and I'll tell you why it's and I'll be uncharacteristically short. Everybody knew Daniel Bryan or ninety nine percent thought Daniel Bryan was coming out tonight. So while it was, A nice event, a nice attraction, sort of a surprise. It really wasn't a surprise. Cole was a surprise. No, you know, very few people were saying he's going to be there. I mean, there's some speculation, but I mean, nobody. You know, there was still talk that that he might be signed by WWE or he got signed with anybody. So Cole was a surprise. So I think the surprise factor and the whole reunion thing was fine. It spoke for itself. It lived with itself. And then Brian Danielson came out. and I don't think it buried anything. I, I, I think that it actually all worked okay. Uh, I, I actually think that, you know, even Suzuki walking out with, you know, being menacing for those few moments was fine. I, I you know, I, I think actually all of the debuts, uh, I think the, the, you know, nothing overshadowed the punk match, but this punk match didn't overshadow anything else it was just sort of the, you know, that that it was historic. Um, Except for the Ruby Soho thing, which I thought was sort of blah.
0: Got it. Let's um so Daniel Bryan debuts, we just got through that. Let's talk about what happened on Wednesday for a minute. So Wait,
1: how are we skipping over what you've been yelling about for years and now you're ignoring you have people of color, the lucha Oh, brothers, I'm, gonna, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. No, I, I, I got so. it right here. I'm gonna get to it. i hope just so. I just wanna keep everything together. We're talking about Daniel Bryan Cole. Keeping Emmanuel you honest. Thank you. Uh, we don't need to get into the Omega match versus Christian. I felt it was, it was a regular match. We don't need to kind of get into it. And you know, it was Omega fine.
1: Is. It was exactly fine.
0: Um, on Dynamite, we have Omega calling out Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan shows up do you find it funny that Daniel Bryan is the only guy and is it because his t-shirt's not ready that he just shows up in white tees? Like what, what's the story that he's the only guy that doesn't want to wear a t-shirt?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, but that, that, that t-shirt, I mean, he got it the size small so that it would stretch out over his, over his, over his chest. I, I actually thought Daniel, I'm sorry, Bryan looked great. Uh, I, you know, he, he, like, he was, like, his beard was coiffed and shaped. Um, he was yeah. sort of doing that sort of, like, that sort of Viking look that, that, that you know, Brock's been rocking. Um, I think he looked really put together. And I'm glad that he didn't come out of his own shirt because it sort of makes it seems like, you know, it sort of keeps it like it is a surprise, uh, even though he has his own music. I don't know. And it sort of fits with Daniel Bryan that, that he would have the absolute plainest shirt on he had basically an off a taupe t-shirt on i mean that's just him i mean the only i mean the only thing that would have been better would have been captain planet which probably is a warner property um (laughs) but i I don't No, i didn't have any issue with it i'm I'm sure the i'm sure they're selling plenty of adam cole shirts Uh, i'm sure they're still selling punk shirts when they release, they'll they'll release a daniel bryan shirt in in four or five weeks when that dies down and they'll sell another hundred thousand shirts in
0: 24 48 hours so
1: i just said daniel bryan again didn't i
0: you, you did um let before we get to the lucha bros because i I, it, I we're gonna get to that okay so dynamite before i guess the moxley match with uh minoru suzuki um happens. We have this big kind of face to face with Omega and Daniel Bryan. My first takeaway was Daniel Bryan when he last we saw him in WWE, he was looking up to Roman Reigns. And here he is eye to eye with the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega. I thought that was funny and interesting at the same time because I always thought Kenny was a little taller and then to see him eye to eye I was like oof.
1: This no, a- people who've been saying that Kenny Omega is six feet tall—they've been lying. He's about five eight. Um, <laughs> yeah, is exactly the same height as Daniel Bryan. Um, frankly, I thought that Daniel Bryan was going to be a lot thicker than Kenny. He's not. They're—they're—they they're, actually match up very, very favorably size-wise. Um, Daniel Bryan was always the—you know—well, not always. I mean, because he established himself, but for the first seven or eight years of his career he was the perennial underdog he was he was the david fighting goliaths now he's not i mean he's he's the same size as pretty much anyone else which is why i still desperately would love for them to have braun Strowman come in there i mean did you see how big wardlow looked oh my <laughs> i God. mean i you know they've been putting him in dress shirts recently he just looked gigantic He looked like it looked like a different species mm-hmm. um and he's a big guy but MJS is a small guy. I mean, and I've seen him. He's he's also he's no taller than me. I'm 5'10 even. I'm not short, but you know, he's no taller than me, probably shorter than me. And same with Daniel, same with Omega, same, you know, Cole maybe is 5'8 and a half, and the Bucks are, I think, probably 5'8 five, five, and five seven. These are these are little people. That doesn't mean they're not talented. True. Um, and
0: that the other the 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 size comparison thing is another argument. That's not the one I want to go down right now. But yeah. what I want to shout What's out is moves down for that one. Is is this the elite? Are Omega, the Young Bucks, Gallows and Anderson, Cutler, Nakazawa, Cole and Callis, eight guys?
1: Mm-hmm. Nine.
0: All right, nine guys. If you want to include um, one of which one guy nakazawa is the person of color against daniel bryan christian jurassic express and kazarian this was the 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 pier six that happened at the end of dynamite Mm all together you've got close to 20 guys in the ring Mm -hmm. and one guy is a person of color as a latino luchasaurus is green Okay, he's representing the the uh an animal of color, I guess. Yeah. So
1: reptilian, oh,
0: reptilian of color. So as a Latino guy watching this, I can't one help but notice like the 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 entire ring is whitewashed, mm-hmm. and so this leads me to 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 my next topic is, you know, everybody's arguing about whether AEW and WWE are 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 uh, in competition um and is vehemently saying no we're not in competition i found it very interesting that the day after all out wwe on their social media posted three pictures of all of their champions on raw lashley yes. damian priest charlotte rk bro reggie on smackdown roman nakamura lynch usos on nxt samoa joe swerve scott raquel gonzalez msk there is a lot of diversity in the champions of a of wwe across for, all for three the last brands. couple of years
1: i mean it's Correct. been that way for a couple of years i mean they had the kofi thing that ended up in what a lot of people think is a debacle uh and they took a while to recover from that but as far as Racial and ethnic diversity uh, in the championship and top tiers. WWE is unparalleled out of the two major companies.
0: Well, New Japan has a lot of
1: people of color too.
0: And opportunities, right? So we talk about championships, but we're also talking about opportunities to get in these championship matches. Sure.
1: I'm at SmackDown. The, The last two former women's champions, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. I mean, exactly. the the former Raw Tag Team Champions almost was was in there. The f- former SmackDown Champions, I'm pretty sure were the Street Profits or the Mysterios. The the Mysterious. Street Profits and the Mysterios. So, I mean, this is not just a, a picture in time. This, this is a pattern. The last Intercontinental Champion was Apollo Cruz.
0: I'm glad that you you mentioned that because this is where I'm leading with this conversation that I'd like to have with you short, uh, briefly on this episode, is wwe is making a concerted effort to push diverse talent and because of whatever reason right mm-hmm. it's a trend it uh, they know that you know diversity look at marvel marvel black panther captain marvel diversity Shang-Chi. means the shang chi diversity means not only in race and color but also in gender right so mm-hmm. they're giving opportunities to their women they're pushing a lot of their their, their women's wrestling Mm-hmm. AEW, on the other hand, if it wasn't for the Lucha Bros winning, they'd still have pretty much four white champions. Omega, The Bucks, Brit, and Miro. And here you have, in a main event storyline, I just told you, out of 20 guys they could have put in the ring, one guy is Japanese. And that's it. So,
1: And he's a joke.
0: And he's, and he's in their storyline. And, he, and he's booked as a joke. Right. So I, I preface all that to te- to ask you Cole l- chose to leave WWE Danielson chose to leave WWE Malachi Black was fired he was let go and he went to AEW the other two guys aforementioned left a- for AEW Kevin Owens this week rumored Tweeted, he's thinking about going to AEW. He wants to leave. His contract's almost up. Finn yeah, Balor, not no,
1: Rushmore from PWG or something that that fourteen people saw fifteen years right.
0: ago. Right, Finn Balor. Same thing. He critical of of his WWE booking. Says he doesn't need WWE. Well,
1: he also said they don't need him.
0: Correct. That's So amazing. now.
1: He also tweeted extreme rules. He's he's got a a title shot. Yes, he's Cesaro right now, but a lot of people are saying that that the music was the demon and that we were wrong, that there was the demon heartbeat. I don't know if that's the case. It looks like he's going to be positioned pretty high for a while.
0: True, possibly, or not. And so here I ask you is, if you're a white male in the wrestling business, would you rather... Would you get a better opportunity in WWE or AEW?
1: <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think that, I mean, I'm always going to go with money and security. The problem with WWE is the last two years you've had no security. Um, there's also fewer people. I mean, everyone said that WWE hoards talent. Well, not anymore. AEW is hoarding talent. I mean, so they, they've got a billion people there. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess odds would tell you that, it, that it's AEW, but I i mean, I, I don't think that Brian or Adam Cole or any of these folks made their decision based on the composition of champions. And I think a lot of people saying are saying what WWE is doing lately is a lot of lip service and PR. Hey, maybe it is. Listen, if you have to make reparations, you have to start somewhere. It you know, maybe they have to do it for another 5, 10, 15 years for it to be a track record, but you that doesn't diminish what's happening now or it doesn't it doesn't eliminate what's happening now. Uh, if it if it's a, sh- a snapshot in time and in a year everybody's all white again, um, you know, we can talk about that again. The thing about AEW is while in the title picture there, or in the titles it's it's pretty homogeneous um everybody there is happy everyone's happy nobody gets fired tony khan is paying for everybody it's like he bought himself a 200 person entourage you know it's 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 like he's he's like the guy who came it's like he's like the guy who came out of the you know the 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 projects became a big athlete or a big rap star or or a billionaire in some way, shape or form and, and brought as many people with him as he could to become his entourage. Now, a lot of those people end up bankrupt because they've, they start to get cheated by, by other people. or They just spent too much money or they bought their mother, not just one house, but three houses, whatever it is. Um, I don't know if that's happening with Tony Khan because he has $900 million. That's a, that's, that's a lot of money to, you know, and there is revenue coming in, but I mean, I know where you're going to go with this.
0: I just, I, I'm not really trying to go anywhere with this. I want to have the conversation because I I think I've been thinking about this. Daniel Bryan is in the twilight of his career, Mm -hmm. but he is a white male and maybe he saw shit. I'm losing my spot. Let me get the fuck out of here. Cole probably saw the same thing. Keith Lee's manager again, Keith Lee, a person of color is the guy that you need to speak for. So again, he's being hit, not um, utilized to the best effect of his talents, right? So maybe he says, nah, there's no opportunity here for me. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Finn Balor, in the way that he's been booked the last two years, we can argue a separate conversation, obviously, because of time, but in NXT, did he move the needle? No. But was book
1: as a superstar. But his Vince, booking
0: was great. He was great in NXT. Just people correct. weren't tuning in. But, but that, that's a result, right? That means sure. that he's not as over as everybody thinks he is.
1: He's not. So, and neither is like, NXT the brand. I mean, it's just, it just
0: is. And so, um, it's their all miniatures. But yeah, well, I think there's, this is the thing is the, the conversation is if, if, you're Finn Balor or Bray Wyatt or like a Bray Wyatt is obviously now expendable. Braun Strowman expendable. Keith Lee not so expendable, right? Because maybe he fits what Vince wants to do with this company now going forward, or maybe he does. He tries him out and says, "Fuck it, I, I tried." Can't do. Why shit. Are you,
1: Why are you trying to Sophie choice me on three of my loves?
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, Braun Strowman is like my maker wrestler. The Fiend is like the greatest thing like in the last. 15 years and 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 i love keithley
0: and it's neither like a sophie's choice i'm just saying if you had the choice if you're finn Balor right now or kevin owens and you had the opportunity well fuck if i stay here i'm not diverse and my best years are behind me where the fuck am i going yeah i'm leaving
1: I don't think that diversity played any role in their decision whatsoever. Now, I don't know what's in any of these people's minds. Uh I think that Daniel Bryan wanted the freedom. I think he wanted to do what he wanted to do. I don't think he wanted to be enhancement talent for the most part, even though he said that that's what he would do in WWE. I think deep down he still wants to be a guy and he still wants to, be in the Tokyo Dome and do, you know, fight, fight Okada. And I, I still think he wants to be able to go triple A and, and do what I think, I think he still thinks he has like, you know, 10 years in him when he's probably got like three years in him. If he doesn't take a bad bump, Adam Cole, I think that he heard what they wanted to do with him. And that's not his vision of him. It's my vision of him, but I, if i'm him and i believe in me and i see kenny omega and the bucks and people like that who are the top stars in aw which is doing well they're losing money but it's but it's it's doing well on on every other matrix i mean and we laugh about this but it doesn't matter when it's funded by a guy who has endless reserves so it doesn't matter and he truly believes that he's going to make his money back on a video game
0: but Chad is he will Jeff isn't that the perfect example though Cole was going to be booked Vince saw him as the manager the Leo Rush
1: or Did Jimmy he... Hart he didn't want to be Leo Rush or Jimmy Hart he wants to be he wants to be Daniel Bryan he, he he wants to be Kenny Omega he wants to be Cody Rhodes he he wants to be the guy in main events or near main events if I not main event he like... wants to be in, in the MJF Jericho feud that's what he thinks he is that's what wrestling fans tell him he is so i don't think it's because he's a white guy and didn't see let me opportunity rephrase it let me from. no
0: let me well let me rephrase it that way then let me rephrase it did he see that there wasn't the same opportunity to advance and be in the main event in wwe than aew obviously and is that because he's a skinny white guy and his best years are behind him I'm going to
1: say it's because he's a skinny white guy. I don't know that his best years are behind him. I mean, the same reason Leo Rush was never going to be a big deal in in WWE. Because they're little. Little people. I mean, unless you're Rey little Mysterio people, you are coming as a, as a legend, you know, or Rey Mysterio's son, who, I mean, God, why he's still on my screen. I've, I I mean, I know why. We just said it, his last name. Um, th- WWE is is not for that. WWE wants superheroes, right, and there's sure. only one Spider Man.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny you mentioned that. And let's let we'll talk about that when we get to the MJF thing. But I mean, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to say. I don't hear anybody else saying that is and, and bringing that to light. Is there is a distinct difference here, and maybe this is why we're seeing guys like Finn Balor and Kevin Owens start hinting Cole, you know, start hinting at, uh, maybe I'm out in the next couple of years when I'm out or when my contract is up. So, um, maybe that's why, you know, um, Carl Anderson is so cranky. <laughs> um, let's talk about the rest of all out real quick. Let's talk about these lucha bros. This match was phenomenal. Uh, match of the year candidate. We'll talk about which ones, uh, breakdown match of the year candidates at, at a year-end show i've already in the last month we've seen i've seen two in my opinion seth rollins and edge a lot of people disagree with that and this one um thoughts on lucha bros winning the AEW titles and the match
1: i i'm glad i mean i think i got this one wrong i i mean this is another one that i was Sort of torn with because of the Andrade Pac thing and I, and Pac and I thought that that was going to tie into the whole their whole dissension and a rift between Death Triangle. And I just couldn't see my way through it. Um, I think I picked the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I mean, I think I picked, picked the Bucks to retain. Um, I think you picked the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I'm not no, sure. I picked the Bucks. I okay. I
0: I I believed in AEW staying AEW and. Okay. Uh, and, and burying the lucha bros do you remember if i got
1: this one right because i, I know i got most of the matches right in this yeah, one I think,
0: I think we both picked the bucks
1: yeah i think i got everyone right except i picked thunder rose to the win and i got this one wrong i think all the others i got right uh i instead of adam cole being surprise number one i thought Adam Page was going to be surprise number one and Danielson number two. So I, uh, I'll give myself half extra credit for that. Anyway, what I think of the match, I thought this match was a ton of fun, a lot of crash. It was a typical young bucks match. So if you hate that, you, you hate that, but if you still hate that, maybe it's time to get over it or just don't watch AEW. I mean, uh, or for the matter, don't watch ring of honor or don't, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things don't watch MSK matches. Uh, you know, there's, you know, it's 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 just sort of here. But it was a lot of crash. I heard people say there was no psychology. I beg to differ. Pentagon's family being in the front row when the kids crying, whether that was acting or real, they I don't should know. should have all
0: worn Pentagon masks. Absolutely. The,
1: the blood. I mean, I'm a little bit over the tack thing and all, all of that. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't hear more AW fans crying about the brutality and how cruel it was for the kids. But I guess with the, I guess the euphoria, you know, dampened the, the, uh, the shock and, you know, distress. Now that came back Wednesday with MJF's promo. You know, um, you know what
0: it is, is that, 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 uh, type of violence, that's just a regular Sunday, uh, in Chicago.
1: <laughs> that, that, that's probably true. I mean, that, that's probably happens in church. Um, but, uh, no, I, I thought th- th- this was a, this match was a lot of fun, and and I was surprised by the end. And listen, I, you know, AW matches you can usually predict them eighty five to one hundred percent of the time correctly. So surprise is good. So uh, I like it. And I like seeing. I like seeing you be proven wrong, especially um, because you're my uh, my frenemy. And uh, no, but it, it was a fun match. I, I think this was the best match of the night for entertainment value. Um, I mean, every other match was just it was just a match. Now some were very good, some were fine, but th- this this was this was the crash match of the night.
0: Agreed, I, I loved it. There was nothing that I didn't like about about it. Probably my favorite Bucks match, and I don't have that many of them. And I,
1: and I really like the cages. I, I mean, I like what they do with cages. I like the look of their cage. It's just, it's just different.
0: No, you sh- You should sound. You sound like you should pen like a handwritten note to Tony Khan saying, "Great job on your cages."
1: I have so many. Of, let, let me give this idea because you know how the rankings are sort of bullshit, and like people <laughs> sort of complain about it, then they sort of don't, and then they sort of pretend how the rankings really still do matter, but they don't. All you have to do is say the rankings are only one factor, and then there's a booking committee, and you put I don't know Dean Malenko and uh, uh, Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes. You know, Tony Khan's at the head of the table, and and like you know, six or seven other people, the producers. I think Sanjay Dutt's working there. Uh, you know, uh, whatever you you have. You know, we could get Arn Anderson off TV, put him on on the booking committee. Whatever it is, there's you know, and say there's a booking committee, and they also vote qual. You know, when they do quality of matches, quality of opponent, uh, fan response. You know, they take all these factors and then just say, and we and rankings, and this is how we determine. You know what's going to happen, but because they're not the number one ranked, it's not going to be on pay per view. It's going to be on Dynamite or whatever it is. But it's so easy to fix this and give people that they sort of force on TV in weird places. You know, like you could have Smart Mark Sterling like sue his way onto the booking committee and make a whole story out of that, and 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 that could be fun. You could have Vicky Guerrero, you know, you know, talk about you promised me power when you when you you said you would honor my husband's name you know and have her get on. I'm I'm, I'm just spitballing shit out here, but you could have a you know just like the NWA used to say there was a booking committee. How Ring of Honor says that there's a board of directors. <laughs> Come on. Um you know they they can have the booking committee. NWA actually really did have a booking committee. It was all of the, the territory promoters who who sort of voted and decided. Um and maybe they yeah. do that too. Who knows? It'd be cool. Yep. And yep. one sits and one seats with the fans like a Twitter poll.
0: Oh, see, look at that, and and one of them is just Tony Khan with his Thanos glove. Sure. Uh, the CM Punk match, last match that we want to talk about um, on the All Out um, reaction. Well, you, you don't want to
1: admit how I told you the Jericho had abs, and so I could tell he was winning.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, the insight no one else gave you.
0: Just because you're my friend of me, I don't want to uh, show sh- shine a light on when you uh, are right. How do so, you say touche in, in Colombian? Uh, you say uh, touche. Touche. Uh, um, this Punk match, Darby Allen versus uh, CM Punk. I, I see nobody making a big deal. Uh, you know, when, when Vince tells big guys to put on a shirt and wrestle in a shirt, Otis, Keith Lee, uh, make a big deal. Oh, Vince, Vince, Vince. Tony Khan asks CM Punk to wear pants and nobody is saying anything.
1: <laughs> well. A shirt is a shirt, pants are pants. I mean, there's a difference. And I'm not sure that was Tony Khan's choice. Listen, CM Punk is about 43 years old. So maybe his legs don't, you know, maybe he thinks he has chicken legs. But he is noticeably thinner. He's in shape, but he's noticeably thinner. Um, I don't really care about his pants. They're fine. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't get all crazy about wrestlers gear unless it's something get crazy about, like, what they did with Tekari and Cross, especially the first week with that oversized mask. They at least switched it to more of a Roman mask. It's still silly, but um mm-hmm. it's not as bad as the, the first one. Anyway, I don't care about it. This was a match. It was fine. It was it was exactly what I was expecting. Darby did most of the heavy lifting. Punk didn't show a lot of ring rust, but they didn't ask him to do a whole lot. It was fine. I mean, Punk had a win. He won. Uh, you know, whatever. You know, it, it was it was the first test. First test proved you know, successful. I don't think it was a great match. I thought it was a fine match, just like Omega and Cage. Both of their matches were fine. They were fine. They were okay. I actually thought the MJF Jericho match was a better one on one match, to be frank, than both of these matches, uh, which I'm surprised to say. Um, but it was fine. Well, Mission accomplished.
0: Were you surprised by – well, okay. Well, let me ask. When you were watching it the first time, were you aware of the nods to Bret Hart versus 123Kid?
1: Yeah. I, well, no. I'm not sure I was aware of it. But first of all, when you say I watched it the I watched it the first and the only time. I, I don't re-watch wrestling. I mean, I can't think of anything. No, well, I
0: mean, the yeah, like the clips that you've seen now on social media of, like, have, you know, the uh, the shoulder toss and – and i uh, i really no no. i i have heard
1: other people say i heard other people say it going back five or six days ago and yes i i recognize it now and i appreciate that i'm sure that was uh probably mostly a cm punk thing because i know he's a big Bret Hart fan but um yeah i think that's cool but you know you know again it's part of the show it's telling you this is show business it's telling you it's a play
0: yes yes i like i like the two i just I wasn't like everybody that called knew it the first two times when it happened. And I was like, Oh my God, did you see that? That's Bret Hart in one, two, three kid.
1: I, I always tell people, cause they always make the mistake. I have been watching wrestling a long time. I am not a wrestling historian.
0: So we saw, <laughs> excuse me. We saw CM Punk um, on dynamite this past week, asking the lame duck Cincinnati crowd. They were a really bad crowd. Like, they didn't pick up on Lambert asking them to chant AEW. They, they. I don't know if maybe the mic, the, the audience mic was off or just lousy. I didn't pick up any of the major chants un, until Moxley showed up. Um because they're Jr. mid. They're mid, exactly mid, like mid card Moxley. Um, so um, Cincinnati did, doesn't pick up on this AEW chant.
1: They I mean, they're also, a mid city in Ohio.
0: Well, I they mean are. they're both they're
1: below Cleveland and, and and Columbus for God's sake.
0: They're horrible. I mean any everything MJF said was 100% true. Actually, I I, C- I
1: I've never been to Cincinnati. I've been to Cleveland and Columbus. Well,
0: why been- would you want to go to that dumpster fire? Um <laughs> CM Punk asks the crowd, "Who's next? Who should be next?" Goldberg. And you can't even make out what they're saying. Like Part of them, I think, we're saying Moxley, and even he references. I think some of you are saying Moxley, and some of you are saying blah blah blah. You
1: like, know what? Nobody said Team Taz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nobody said Team Taz, except for Taz himself. He has to interject himself. Um, it's so weird. That was that was
1: that was so odd.
0: Was it an awkward like? Were we supposed to like again? This is all inside baseball. So like, if you're a hardcore, like live and breathe and die and bleed aw, maybe you knew that CM Punk referenced Hobbs and therefore Team Taz. But for him, for Taz to just get up and be like, "You keep my my team's name out of your mouth, or I'm gonna shove you in the face." Um, what? Where did this come from? Even Punk was like, "What are you talking about, old man?" What do you?
1: He said, said, "I literally never mentioned Team (laughs) (laughs) Taz. He's like, "Not here, but uh, on interviews and on you're everywhere on podcasts." What the hell? I I don't know. I this was, but this whole dynamite. I noticed that there was a lot of resets. There was a lot of resetting of feuds, ending feuds. So MJF with the Varsity Blondes. Uh, so we're going to have CM Punk now go with Team Taz. I guess they have to end the Brian Cage thing. Great. that That's a point I I, I want. I don't think we can discuss it today, um, but a lot of the AEW stories last so long that I'm not sure – I'm sure some people say it's long-term storytelling. I just don't think they know what to do with people next. Like I'm not sure they know what to do with Jericho and MJF next. I'm not sure they know what to do with the pinnacle – next i'm not sure that they know what to do with team taz and brian cage next which melissa santos sort of you know did the uh, did, did her best rebby hardy uh, I- impersonation this week yeah, but yeah. if let's just say whatever happens with starks and cage whoever wins who cares that it turns into team taz against cm punk and now brian cage is is cm punk's ally that elevates Brian Cage. Now, he's been middling for the last year and a half, but that that helps Brian Cage, or at least it should, whether it actually does or doesn't, we'll see. But he's in a program with, with CM Punk. He's instantly propelled back to the top where Melissa thinks he should be and where he probably thinks he should be. And I'm not saying that, that there's no reason why he should feel that way. He looks like a million bucks. He can work like a little guy. He can work like a big guy. He can sort of talk. You know, Whatever. Um, let, let's see where that goes. Um, but there was also, but they're also sort of continuing the cage versus Starks things. And then yet had Hobbs killed Dante Martin. Hobbs might've injured himself. It seemed like he concussed himself. He might've concussed Dante Martin. I'm not sure Suzuki wasn't injured. I mean, we know he got cut up hard way. So dynamite goes back to sort of being literally crash TV where there might've been three injuries on there, but I did see a lot of resetting. We have what do we have? Sean Spears is is going to take on who? Who? Darby. They're they're having the the pinnacle now. Tully against Darby. Uh, Tully teased a match with Sting. Who wants to see that? Nobody wants to see that, or maybe just a little bit. Um, But Darby against Sean Spears. Gee, I wonder who's going to win that one. Um,
0: (laughs) I I yeah the the. I think Melissa Santos uh, wasn't doing any favors to cage or maybe she was, who knows? Depends what cage wants out of this. Does he want to be let go? who knows? Um, is, uh, I, I, just don't know. Is, is, is punk punk? Obviously called out. Will Hobbs as one of the guys that he wants to work with. Right. So, and will Hobbs did a great job in this match with Dante Martin, right? The, you know, they, they fed Dante Martin to will Hobbs essentially. Um, the five- do you realize
1: that you have the world's least threatening burglar behind you?
0: I, I no, not at all. Yes, I do. Okay. Do you? What? Let me ask you. What did you think of this uh, Dante Martin and Hobbs match? Because Hobbs, I love that uh, Dante was doing his little flip thing, and then Hobbs was just pretty much hossing him.
1: Um, I think it went a little bit too long. I know they're trying to make Dante Martin the star, who you, you know, or the star on the come. He still loses, but he's, you know, but I don't know that. It, you want to tell that story and still have your host just throw him around and beat him, it, it, you know. But again, they can't have all of these guys, you know, in central casting. So I thought it was fine. It was a little bit long. My biggest complaint about Dynamite was was the Molokai Block Dustin Rhodes match was way too long. I mean, that that should have been seven minutes, not sixteen minutes. Um, And I know it's Dustin, and I know he's trying to get to the final boss, but this was a show where time management was clearly an issue. With the production, which time management has been repeatedly clearly an issue, so shave a little time off the match. Everyone knew who was going to win, and if you're trying to build Malachi Black to be a monster, yeah, I get it. Dustin shouldn't be an easy out, but maybe at 50 or 51 at this time, maybe it should be to build the story um, of Malachi just being this monster that cannot be contained. Um, what do I think of this match? I'm glad Hobbs won. He looked really, really thick. Like he's he's. Like, when he first came to AEW, he was, like, sort of a thick, meaty guy. He just looked thicker and meatier because of who he was around. Now he's a thick meaty guy. I mean, he, he's, like, three feet thick. I mean, this is, this is a big man. Um, so I like that. I like I how he's got the snarl he, on his face.
0: I love that he roped it dope. like, most of the time. It was just like he was doing these flips and, and yeah. kicks and all this, and then he just slammed them into the ring post.
1: Yeah, it was just a longer version of Fiat. Uh, Fuego del Sol against Miro. You you get a bunch of offense, you you pretend it's hurting you. It, it really, and at some point you say that's enough. And I I like those kinds of matches. So I like this again. I don't understand what they're doing with Dante Martin, whatever. Like the match. Not sure what's happening with Team Taz, but it's fine. It was good to see Hobbs get a win.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. That? I don't know if if the, is it like a triangle match? Like, are we gonna see a three way? Uh, Cm Punk, Ricky Starks, Cage, who? Uh, Hobbs four way? Uh, who knows? I don't know the well, tag what, team.
1: Well, now I'm afraid. Now you're gonna have Cm Punk, Brian Cage, and Dante Martin against Team Taz. Well, I mean, I mean, who's eating the pin? Dante Martin or Hook? Hook, obviously, right? Has,
0: has Hulk it's got wrestled to, a match anywhere? Uh, I don't think so. Like I'm even on
1: Elevation about. or Dark, no, right?
0: I don't know. I don't watch those shows. I'm allergic. Neither,
1: neither do I, but I mean, you might see the rankings or have heard but
0: I, I, oh, I no, he, Hook is not showing up on any rankings. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, it depends how deep they go. Like when you get to 87, Hook, one <laughs> and
0: Hook isn't even on the PWI 500. What are you talking well, about? he should be. He should
1: be on the PWI 5000.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, quickly, two other things that I want to talk about this AEW Dynamite. One quick, and then the other one is the MJF thing. After FTR's uh, Trios match, uh, Tully Blanchard, who manages uh, FTR and the Pinnacle guys, he's he's being interviewed backstage by Shivani. And he's pretty much calling out Sting. Did you get this impression, too, that he wants to fight Sting? Like Yes. He like...
1: Absolutely. And he's like, one more time, like, uh, I mean... I'm sure that they had matches back in the day. I mean, I, obviously, the, the Flair-Sting matches. I mean, I'm not sure if they're going to try and do a rope-a-dope and, and put Flair in there, but nobody wants to see Flair in the, in the ring again. The, the, the What are those? Uh, Auto Warranty commercials, Car Shield? Those are bad enough that we have to see those a hundred <laughs> times every every wrestling show.
0: I uh, Would you rather see Tully versus Sting at this point or would you rather see Flair versus Sting at this point?
1: Tully versus Sting a hundred times
0: me too i feel the same way like the the way tully looked in that match a couple of months ago like the guy can still flip around or take a couple bumps uh, flair oh no i don't want to see this guy like break a hip or, or, or worse i mean the guy we know flair's track record he walks into the ring and then he starts bleeding like he was without even getting hit um God I forbid, just thought that versus
1: colostomy bag
0: <laughs> I, I mean Tully
1: Tully did this before though with Arn, and at least Tully and Arn have the history I mean uh, recent yeah. history
0: but maybe yeah. it's it's what you said maybe it's you know to connect the dots to Flair maybe we'll see
1: or maybe Jericho because he's getting out there too
0: I don't know finally uh, and then we'll move on to other news in WWE I definitely want to talk about this PWI 500 um, I want to talk to you about MJF this promo he's always great he was ragging on Cincinnati, rightfully so. We already kind of alluded to it most of uh, earlier on. Hey, preggers. <laughs> and then he gets into Pillman Jr.'s uh, sister. He he rags on the aunt. All great stuff. I When method. he said... Method. Holy shit. When he fucking referenced this. I... He said, hey, if anybody got the balls to jump the rail, I – with everything he was saying, I thought there was definitely going to be a couple people jumping the rail, and nobody did. Pillman That's comes My was there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and Pillman comes out, and as much as Pillman tries to come out and be like the macho guy, like, hey, I'm going to defend the honor of my sister and my mom and my aunt – he kind of falls short, right? Like, at least in my eyes, he fell God short. God bless Brian
1: Pillman. He tries, but Brian Pillman, there's only so much you can do in your IQ is
0: 71. Oh, come on now, that's unfair. You're it, right.
1: It's it's 67. I was great. Oh, oh no.
0: He, he, I know he, he's from he, Cincinnati, but come on. No,
1: he's a he's an extraordinarily stupid
0: man. <laughs> so he's given this promo. He's countering MJF, and and like his. Do you know that there's actually?
1: That there was actually a pretty prominent person in wrestling who said Brian Pillman is the stupidest person I know in wrestling, and I know Flip Gordon.
0: Oh shit! Um, I'm I've got nothing to say for this. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, we we talked about MJF's promo earlier, and he, he then says uh,
1: it was Metheny, sh-
0: Metheny should have done the right job. Uh, should have did it right and, and aborted you. But he, but Pillman attacks him as he's, uh, saying this right before he He said something. He said something about, about
1: he should have swallowed, which didn't, I mean, that's not how pregnancy works. So, I mean, I guess he was saying that you should, you went with a different choice. Anyway, I loved it. This, this, this was great heel work. Again, I don't know how MJF is the only person allowed to still be a complete heel without there being like a, like a Satan character or something involved, but he is, he's doing it. I know he's a little guy. Don't care. I don't, I don't like this constant teasing of the split with him and Wardlow because he needs Wardlow to keep this attitude in check or Wardlow type. So unless they're going to bring in like Sid or to replace Diesel or something like that, but, uh, loved it. I th- a plus, a plus plus.
0: I agree. Um, what well, you were mentioning earlier and we were talking about how WWE is supposed to be, um, you know, superheroes and pretty much written for families and kids. How would you feel taking, you know, I don't know. I guess you know your adolescent kid to an AEW show and MJ, and you hear MJF's promo.
1: Well, I mean, my kids are twenty-one and seventeen.
0: They they, they, they they've
1: heard worse, and, and you
0: know <laughs> from your mouth. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> what well, ones in college? I mean, but I'm they, they, they've maybe- heard worse. But you they, 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 they're both
1: involved in sports. That they, they've
0: heard worse. You've seen who's in the audience uh, high fiving Cena and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. they're young kids, you know, eight year olds, twelve year olds. How uh, is AEW the right place to take these kids?
1: Here, you know what the Matt podcast people put it perfectly. AEW is aiming for the fans. They're aiming for that demographic. They're aiming for your your 50, your eighteen to 30-year-olds who are coming who are coming they're coming maybe with some of their friends maybe they have a girlfriend maybe uh they're aiming for that WWE doesn't want that what WWE wants is for your two or three or your four kids to wanna go and you and your wife to say cool let's go to try and drag another couple into it so that you have other supervising adults and they instead of selling two tickets WWE wants to sell 9 tickets and the people with those nine tickets, they go there, they buy a John Cena armband. They buy a fiend mask or a lily doll. The girl. They buy popcorn. They buy, And at the end of the night, between the, all the T-shirts and everything, you spent damn near close to $1,000 plus parking, plus wherever you went to dinner. And the end of the night, you're like, whew, we spent. When the credit card bill, you're like, shit. But that night, all the adults look at each other and go, the kids are so happy. They had such so a so good time. They're, they haven't stopped talking about it. Now they're all asleep. And you're like, money well spent. That's what they want. They want WWE wants the Disney World experience. AEW wants you go to see Avengers Endgame and you're really fucking happy. Or you go to see Halloween Kills and you're really fucking happy. But they want it to be teenagers and young 20s going in there and maybe they're spending less money, but they don't care. They don't they don't want the eight-year-old kids to be there and they don't want the old fuddy duddies like me to be there unless we're rocking, unless they're bitching cool like
0: I am. So you bring up all those points i agree with all of them so of let course. me ask you this, this now we no. asked the question earlier and i, I is ww and AEW in competition you just mentioned two separate sects of wrestling fans
1: they are and i will tell you why because okay. the same reason the same reason i've said before that no matter all the things that wwe are doing it's all built on the core of a wrestling product so if the wrestling product suffers and if the wrestling product stinks the center cannot hold and things fall apart those tv contracts get smaller or aws get bigger one of those two things is going to happen um so yes there's competition and by the way remember a few weeks ago when you were talking about so what jeff they're just they're they're going to 1.1 there's only two million wrestling fans out there and i'm like well, if 1.1 turns into 1.2 or 1.3 and Raw, you know, clips down, then they're 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 building their audience while WWE is losing their audience, and that's almost what's happening now. AEW did over 1.3 million this week. The only show they did that, that did better than that was their debut, which was about 1.4 million. So. And WWD, I mean they're they sort of still treading around the same. They they drop a couple hundred thousand or a hundred thousand, they go back up. It you know, sort of ebbs and flows, but they're raw sort of stuck around 1.8, 1.9, smackdown sort of around 2, 2.1. But if but they're if they start trending down a little bit and aw keeps, you know, if their flow jumps them up another, you know. I expect that they'll drop back down again. A lot of people tuned in to see Punk. They tuned in to see Dan- uh, Br- Daniel, no, Brian. They te- they tuned in to see Suzuki, and, and were probably disappointed by that match, by the way. And if they weren't, they're lying. Um, I-, I just think that that every fifty or hundred thousand the AW picks up, and every time WWE loses thirty or forty thousand, it's harder to see. But it will; these things will start to even up. And the money will start to even up, and that's a lot of money for an AEW. And then it can be competition. Are they competition with the TV products, the vid, the many many video game products, the many many marketing and multimedia products? I don't know if they get hot, people come to you and say, "We want to sell your mugs. We want to sell your shirts. We want to put you on lunchboxes. We want to make you. We want to make Lego." So if you're successful, all this stuff starts to come to you because people want to partner with you. So. Yeah, their competition, they're way behind right now. They're furthermore behind than AEW fans want to think. But the risk, it's a, it's as Tom Clancy would have said back in the day, it's a clear and present danger. And Mick Foley was right in his comments. WWE has a problem with attracting talent, but it's not just in attracting talent because that's directly affecting the product. And they're having trouble retaining viewers and attracting new viewers. Yes, their events are second to none. So you can go with your family and feel that it's safe. But at some point, if mom and dad aren't enjoying the show, there's other events you can take your kids to. They're just as fun. Like Universal, like Disney, like the circus. There are alternatives.
0: But to that to that effect, like there are alternatives for entertainment. So wouldn't there them not, like, is the circus in, 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 competition with all the other ones that you mentioned right there everything
1: that is a luxury that's a discretionary entertainment item is in some way shape or form in competition with each other
0: like in vegas right like all the show shows that are there you know um uh, neil diamond and uh celine dion they're all in competition with each other i guess but they all can succeed no
1: but they all don't succeed. I mean, we hear about the shows. that don't know in the you, but
0: I'd want some Celine Dion money if I could run into it. I
1: understand that. But for every Celine Dion, there's probably seven shows that got canceled after six months because they couldn't do it. And then, you know, you, you have the next magician or whatever.
0: <laughs> all right. Fair enough. We'll continue this battle in this debate. Sure. Um, anything else you want to talk about on AEW?
1: on uh, aew no i mean we touched on kevin owens and Sami Zayn. i, I don't really care about it um there was uh you know uh, this is not just AEW, but like all of the major promotions basically the reporting is that nobody's interested in tessa blanchard she's toxic and, and you know she AEW... had a
0: picture a couple of weeks ago i think it was last week where she was rolling around in the million dollar man's money i thought this was kind of like a wink saying i'm signing with wwe What were your thoughts?
1: I I think that she's trying to do anything to get herself attention. And it's just a matter of time before she starts doing nudes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I I mean, the doors are closed to her. You cannot make that much money as a professional wrestler in Mexico. That's why all of their best wrestlers are here. You're funny.
0: Um,
1: I want to talk about the most important thing of the last week. And that is how your friend, and my former acquaintance and colleague, oh. the executive consultant, i not going to say his real name, you can if you like, went viral. He, he was then, picked up doing a rant in the front row of, I guess, SmackDown or some yeah. super show. You with might, his you might replica see me belt.
0: trending this way in the same fashion tonight, after tonight, as I'm going to SmackDown.
1: Standing up with his replica, replica belt alone, because apparently he has no friends, yelling at people
0: in the, the crowd.
1: And you hear this, <laughs> and it's picked up by by... Dave uh, Picks Span, Andrew Zarian, uh, John Alba, you name it. Everyone has this video posted. And and if you're like, will you defend the belt? He's like, acknowledge me. Acknowledge me like some sort of OCD psychotic.
0: He was was not saying acknowledge me. He was saying acknowledge Roman Reigns. When Roman Reigns was coming out and nobody was up and cheering, he was the only one up and cheering. So – He's doing his dutiful mm. job as a wrestling fan. And to, you hear this girl to school everybody. Oh, shut up! And you, and you hear this <laughs> perfectly
1: beautiful woman going, "I like your belt." And he's like yelling at her, oh, no, "I'm not defending the belt, you go!" No, no. He, I mean, he looks like a maniac. He basically he looked like shit, piss, milk guy from the the old <laughs> performance center, like a, like a lunatic, uh, and there and. He's famous. He's 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 almost as famous as Punk Crying Guy and Ms. Angry Girl. <laughs> so I want to know what is what are you what is on Popular Review? What is he doing to to leverage this fame? His fifteen minutes probably nothing. Because if I know him, he does, he probably wants to bury it um so. <laughs> he, he kind of does I yeah, because yes, I do know him
0: <laughs> he plays he played it on uh the Monday Night Raw review show and then he spoke about it a little bit and that was pretty much it and in fact I know in in our circle of of wrestling uh Facebook friends okay uh, your circle is like a triangle he's he's um been challenged by track Brown uh of the PW hustle and, and there is a West response. Track. There is a response, and I have to cut that response and and post it.
1: You have to. I I might start following Unpopular Review again just for that. I will tune in just just, just for Track. Because while Chris speaks – I'm sorry. While the executive consultant speaks very loudly and repeats himself over and over again, he actually doesn't say anything. He just says tautologies. Track can speak just as loudly, but he actually says things, and he will curse a lot.
0: (laughs) I I would love to get those two in a promo battle um i mean two people who are
1: so different and so alike at the same time
0: i know i love it it just it's so it's so like a wrestlemania main event uh that that would be
1: that would be iw that that i mean seriously i'm no longer part of unpopular view i don't want to be i never had more free time in my life than ever since i got rid of (laughs) you know what was gotten rid of i mean the amount of free time i just have in in the from the chat room is amazing um but that would be an internet sensation The executive consultant against eight-track Dick Dastardly. That would be amazing. Or different promos from different personalities of Track Brown, like all taking slightly different angles. I mean, that would be amazing. And it should absolutely be judged by Girl on Cinema – uh, superhuman. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's gonna be I don't know. Like JD superhuman. from New York. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't Fuck know. this shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, who who else is ridiculous in in the IWC? You need to get someone like really serious. So I don't know. Uh, Conrad? And like Julian Cannon's very serious. Like who's I'm, the Ted like,
0: Koppel of uh of of the IWC? I mean, maybe Jason Solomon. He would never do that. He would
1: do it if if, if if it gave if it put him on something that was viral, this will be viral. But okay, Julian Cannon's is definitely a straight
0: man. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm the best host. Well, I'm the best host but you're it. an inside man. You're an insider. You can't. I know. That, that I should be because I, I have
1: public feuds with both of them. But I love that track.
0: gives us that gives us an out for how we book it. No, no. So no. if if, if if track wins, then I can say he Chris can no. claim that I I I favored track and. No, no, you're, you're like
1: you're like Nick Patrick. You're an NWO ref. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm closer to objective than you are.
0: Oh no, I you I think your animosity and hatred towards uh, Chris is is.
1: I don't feel hatred towards anybody. It's too strong an emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. You said the same thing about uh, Lenny Poffo, and now look. I don't hate Lanny Poffo. I, I just yet. Uh, Not well.
1: yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, there, there are a few people that I do hate, but nobody in this audience cares about who any of them are, wouldn't know them, don't matter. But if I'm ever in jail, you'll know why.
0: Wow. You know, if we started this episode and you told me we're going to talk about 90% um, AEW and 5% Chris versus Track Brown. I would have been laughing at you, but here right, we are. Oh, I, I,
1: I, I didn't even want to talk about AW. All I want to talk about is, well, you said it, it's Chris versus Trap.
0: All I want to talk about is Chris. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I mean that, that,
1: that next to the technicians referee uh,
0: video. All was, I, I all I'll say is um, Selena de la Renta. I, I can't speak to, to, Oh, she should her. be a judge. I can, I can't, maybe I'll ask her to. Uh, I can't speak too much about it because David swore me to secrecy but there is more business to come. That's all that I'll is say. fabulous. I'm, oh my
1: God well I follow I'm still friends with David on Facebook so I'm sure I'll see it
0: Yes there's more there's definitely more business to come fingers crossed we'll see there's I actually that, sm- there's something that Selena is working on I'll say is that is Selena de La Renta is working on something actively on her social media account and that requires
1: a referee.
0: Ah, ha, ha, yeah.
1: Well, please, my boy. please say that it also requires Dylan. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: it doesn't require. It. Listen, have uh, him put like sponge,
1: a gray curly wig on, and he can be the old lady plant in the audience.
0: Bubba the Love Sponge couldn't didn't require Dylan, and often everybody yeah, so, and so needs
1: everybody needs a little Dylan. Justice for Degas.
0: I keep telling Chris this, but Chris is. Uh, doesn't want nothing to do with Dylan That's because um, he
1: doesn't he's he's not flexible he's not adaptable he doesn't understand right, you can have the cool. guy do a pre-recorded segment and it would be
0: cold <laughs> this is all inside baseball so if you guys want to follow more inside baseball definitely make sure you follow unpopular reviews no don't uh, on Facebook don't and youtube and don't. get all the references that we're trying to make here don't let's talk about um don't do it let's let's move it's on and switch gears to wwe but still a little bit of AEW. This PWI 500 got released earlier this week. Number one is drumroll, please. Kenny Omega over Roman Reigns. Number two. What do okay. you? What are your thoughts? Agree? Disagree? I mean, listen. Should it have been Chris? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely. From from the day that the last. Top 500 issue was printed. Kenny Omega's name was already a number one. So it matters not. Listen, the guy held three world titles simultaneously for most of the year. And if you get technical and based on the measurement of time, I think it's like July 31st to June 1st. Roman wasn't working the whole time. Listen, I would have put Lashley number one because he's been the most dominant Champion Roman always or almost always needs the U.S.O.s or or some sort of chicanery or you know some sort of dumb luck going in or a bunch of nut shots. Lashley's been the dominant champion. Now Roman has been the phenomenon. I mean, because he looks like a matinee model. But of course, do I have an issue with being kind of healed three world titles for three different promotions for most of the year? So why not? I mean. I mean, who cares? Fans voted on it. So, I mean, it's it's completely subjective. But I'm, I'm but telling there was you. a lot of people fighting about it on social media earlier. Good. That's why people make lists. So people fight about it and talk about it. That's the whole purpose of it. That's why lists work even at Unpopular Review. Fine. Follow Unpopular Review. They're fine.
0: Yeah, follow us. Yeah, I'm follow still there.
1: Them. Acknowledge them. Um, <laughs> and be maniacal about it. Uh,
0: hey, do, you, do, you, do you, you happen fine. to know where Tootie Lynn uh, ranked on the PWI 500?
1: Well, they have a separate list for women, um, and no, I do not. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing not there at all, maybe. I don't know. Are I there 500 female have, wrestlers? Below see Lady see. Frost, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, Majin Q went from 499 to 205 so congratulations to the mysterious Q. Good job. And I, I I dig his whole thing What uh, about he,
0: uh, space monkey
1: he's gonna he's gonna be a breakout Mage and Q you're gonna you're gonna know that name he's gonna be an MLW or some or some TV promotions and then in, in within two years a big company is gonna pick him up and by the way he's about 63 250 fits certain criteria that we've heard about recently young so already can wrestle. So while you're not hiring from the indies anymore, maybe that you can have exceptions to that rule for people is, who are. Is Major Q uh,
0: paying you for this plug? No, nah, man, no, nah, man. Just, just, just seems like
1: a guy who's, I think him and Lady Frost are the indie people this year to see on the cusp. I mean, you could tell a couple of years ago, it was sort of like Ethan page, Dan housing, Warhorse had his moment. I think it's gone. Um, Effie, I just don't think his act and his look will get over enough, but I think uh, Lady Frost, Genocide on the on the women's side, um, and I think Majin Q on the men's side, that if, that those are people that definitely, I would say, you should be looking for in the next 12 months to make some noise, to be seen on bigger stages, bigger screens. Okay. By the well, way, speaking through- of bigger screens... Yeah. um or smaller screens new japan has had horrendous attendance of at their live shows In oh
0: my god yeah they didn't they just uh they they booked like a twenty thousand seat arena or a thirty thousand seat arena and only two thousand people showed up
1: yeah and i'm sure some of those were comp too and they're they're rightly saying it's about covid and a lot of the talent you know japan is very serious it's been a lockdowns so people take germs very seriously there they've been wearing masks for decades um a lot of the talent hasn't been able to work, and it seems like a lot of them last minute. I mean, you know, a lot of their big names, a lot of their big names refuse to work in Japan now because it's so uh, unpredictable what will work again. But to actually do a press statement about it, wow. So um, I'm surprised. But New Japan Strong seems to be doing pretty well in the US. I, I think New Japan Strong may pass nwa and ring of honor this year
0: wow impressive that's a bold statement right there that's like that's second to jericho saying uh aw dynamite's going to beat um monday night raw yeah
1: did you want to talk about
0: um <laughs> uh,
1: Mick Foley's comments or was the fact that i said i think he's right enough
0: I mean, I think um, for those that haven't kind of seen it on Facebook, Ma- Mick Foley made some mention about how WWE's got something to worry about because really the way that they're booking talent, um, they're not really giving them an opportunity to showcase what they're they're up for. And even if he was thinking about uh, picking between AEW and d- WWE, when he, like, his story's different because. You know, he makes it seem like he was a free agent and coveted by a bunch of places, but really, Eric Bischoff ran him off from WCW. ECW was dying, so there was really one place that he could work unless he was going to work a bunch of indies, and that was WWE. And he had a bunch of his buddies like JR and everybody just vouch for him and and push him on Vince, even though Vince was like, I can't stand this fucking guy. All he does is stunt work. But eventually Vince got to know him and then um, warmed up to him, and he still loves him to this day, but... So, you know, for Mick to say, you know, I would have picked different back in the day, eh, you you really couldn't, my man, cuz Eric Bischoff wasn't signing you and nobody else was. Around. I don't think that's what he's saying. I was
1: thinking he was saying that if I was a young Mick Foley now, I would I would have
0: paused. I get that.
1: It was constructive criticism. I, I again, I have no issue with what he said. It's his opinion. I happen to work. agree with it in large, but people are making a big deal about it. So,
0: I mean, he's been a big WWE Homer, and he's been very critical, especially ever since All Out. That you know, WWE's got a thing, some things to change, and they, they do. do. Yeah, they do. That's it.
1: But he's also he's also like a wrestling Homer. Thing. I mean, he's and he also always wants to be on the side of what's sort of in and popular, which keeps him relevant. I mean, there are some self-motivation in there. And I and I heard a lot of people say, listen, if Vince picked up the phone and offered him two million dollars a year to be the GM again, he'd be there in a second. Of course he would. Who wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? I mean it's a job, it's money. You know, he can he can barely walk. So yes, yeah, so, but that doesn't that doesn't make what he said, you know, uh dismissible. And if you want to dismiss it, fine, just say it's his opinion and it's not yours. It's all right. I, I, I happen to agree with what he said. I think it's constructive criticism. And I think that WWE should start listening to some constructive criticism, if they don't already know it. I know sometimes they pretend they don't, but you know, but listen, they they also just signed Gable Steveson. They did a, a rare exception where oh, he could I be signed it. and still work, you know, still stay in in Minnesota to defend his NCAA uh, championship. Mm-hmm. Olympic gold medelson medal <laughs> He's an Olympic gold medal winner. His brother's already signed by um, uh, WWE. I mean... Oh, the story
0: I, writes itself, Jack. It's the story yeah. writes itself. It's and by, and the, I don't think it's... The breakup of their tag team. Oh, yeah.
1: I love it. And I, I don't think it was any accident that we saw the Creed brothers on NXT, who, by the way, don't look like much. They need they need a lot to be done with their looks and their, their presentation. But in the ring... I could not take my eyes off of them. I hated the first forty two minutes of NXT. And then when the Creed brothers came up, I'm like, oh, there's more diamond mine shit. I'm like, oh, the tall guy's not even that big. The other guy's pretty short. He's he's not they got in the ring. It was all business. They were crisp. They were mat wrestlers. They had the very Steiner Brothers uh moveset vibe going on. If they if they get some wrestler haircuts and some facial hair and I, I don't I, I see big things for them and with, and with the C. Letterman
0: jackets. Oh, my God,
1: I would so love it if, if they did the Creeds and the Stevensons as a new varsity club, you know, when they're just getting started until there's an eventual breakup and someone emerges as a star. But, I mean, Gable Steveson, we talked about this weeks ago when it was just speculation, is probably a more impactful signing than every single um, AEW free agent signing in the aggregate with maybe the exception of um, – Brian Goldberg.
0: Danielson. Oh, sorry. Who? Goldberg. Uh,
1: yeah, and Black I think has been pretty good, but still, I mean, a U.S. gold medalist and an NCAA now probably be probably maybe going to be a two-time champion. I can't see a U.S. Olympic gold medalist gold medal winner losing in college ranks, but it's possible. Anyway, I, I, you know that that's amazing. Now it's of course coming out that he had some sort of uh, domestic violence allegations against him. Nothing, you know that they. They didn't go forward, whatever it is. So now everyone's trying to, you know, build them up and tear them down. And
0: yeah. all this. I just think that his, his story with, with the brother, like it, it, it put him in a tag team and then the breakup of the tag team just writes itself. Hey, you're the younger brother. You're always aspiring to be your, your brother, but you can't. Gable's always been taking the shine. You're you're, you know, I'm carrying the team. Oh, it just writes itself. They're going to bury this brother just to put over Gable. Fantastic. Whatever
1: these things, and I, I guess that the Chad Gable is going to have to turn into Hanging Chad now or something. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> that's right. But put. Oh, that made me make that one of the uh, the angles. Right? He's like, hey, I'm Gable too, but I also want to be a you know a a a Steveson. Can I be like my dad's name is Steve, so technically I'm a Steve's son, right?
1: Listen, if this alpha academy thing is still around at
0: that point yeah
1: that can be their varsity club i mean why not they all get letterman jackets or whatever i mean with with otis and and gable i I think that'd be awesome um that'd be a lot of fun i think it'd be great yeah what can i tell you
0: we're running long on time what do you uh what wwe stuff do you want to talk about
1: uh, Diana Perrazzo, in an interview with Feifel, said that she is uh, she's working very hard to make WWE want her. There's a little dissension on whether or not that means that she wants to go back to WWE or she just wants her ex to really covet her and be jealous and say, "Look at you now," and she's like, "Look at me now." I don't know whichever, but it was a it was an interesting quote that she said. Everything she's been doing is to is to make WWE want her back. Um, Triple H had a cardiac event. That's usually a heart attack or something that's leading up to a heart attack. Uh, whatever it was it required surgery apparently he's doing fine. This <laughs> sort of explains a lot of why Vince wasn't that raw. It, it might explain why there's stories about Vince and Bruce taking over NXT. Yep. This apparently was planned. They kept it under wraps. People are saying that the, the release said it was a genetic condition. Maybe it is. Maybe it's related to, you know, 30 years of steroid use or other things, maybe high stress, maybe all of the above. Um, doesn't matter. Wish him well. Um, a lot of people have been saying a lot of really good, nice things about Triple H uh, in the aftermath of that. Good. Yes. Um,
0: Ali, Ali, most notably on Twitter mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, when he was working in 205 Live, that uh, Triple H, he just, his, pregnant, his wife was pregnant, so he was asking to be able to go home more and h was like listen just just go home wife and go home and stay there and we we got you when you come back and and really sweet sweet move like he's Hmm. he i've never heard really major bad things be said about triple h and since we're talking about speculation you know you mentioned the steroids being a, a contributor vince uh being a contributor because he's uh you know butchering his baby nxt um I want to speculate our own and I want everybody to make this clear. This is a hammerlock hangover exclusive. I want everybody to write this one down. I want you to tweet this out to your friends. This is a hammerlock hammer hangover exclusive. All right. You're hearing it here first for the first time that the real reason that Triple H was put in the hospital was because his chest caved in from Steph's massive titties. Oh no. (laughs) They crushed him. They walloped him and it, it finally took his toll. So, you know, that's not speedy, how heart attacks work. Speedy recovery. That's exactly how his chest came in. And then uh, there was a cardiac event. That's that. See, they won't call it a heart attack because it's not a heart attack, but it is a cardiac event. And I wish um, uh, Triple H. We wish Triple H a speedy recovery. And we also wish uh, Steph. Um, uh, I don't know. A good time. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, if, Steph, if you need anybody to help you help you, uh, you know, uh, keep things uh, nice. And uh,
1: you know, I have some thoughts on this. I mean, Steph, it was rumored back in the day, Macho Man Savage, you know, do a brother a favor. Why don't you fly down to Quito and maybe distract his brother, Lanny.
0: <laughs> or fly over to New York city. And, uh, you know, I hey, hey, you. Hey, uh, hey, this is
1: my spot. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: what else we got? Anything, anything uh, Raw-related? I feel like you were very uh, angry at Raw. Oh, no. Actually,
1: this week I wasn't that angry at Raw. Everyone else was, but it was different. Uh, I mean, I think that the, the, they made up all these tag teams was, you know, sort of silly. But, uh, I mean, I like that uh, uh, Lashley and MVP ended up winning it. Kept the New Day looking really strong. I don't like how uh, former Retribution, you know, is, is – you know, just looking like they're losing everything and then they just beat everyone up afterwards, but they can't win a match. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I like that the, Drew got pinned again. Sheamus beat him, so he's getting a title shot again against Damian Priest. Good. Drew needs to be freshened up. I think they're going to do a Drew heel turn. It looks I'd, like it. i still rather my story where he focuses on the NXT UK title and I think that the Drew... Walter Match would have been, as the kids say, money or a banger. Drew, Ilya, whatever his name is, Dragunov, I'm not so sure about, but there's exactly. still a bunch of cavemen over there that, that he could work with and new Didn't stuff. Did you I'd tweet heard.
0: out that they they did some legal filing to dis, uh, dis uh, to abandon the NXT UK? Yeah,
1: WWE dissolved, formally dissolved NXT UK, which is probably Ltd, which is the British version of incorporated. Uh, they also dissolved the nxt japan brand but they said that nxt uk is still under the regular nxt brand it's fine it's just a brand name we were just using it as a holding company if we want to do further expansion and we're not i don't know i mean it looks like all the expansions have been shut down i don't know if they're not interested in it or you know or or what but um or it's just the wrong time maybe everything. Um, but I liked it. I liked how they started with the tag team sort of gauntlet, but then they took a break so we wouldn't get bored. Um I this RK Braz thing is strangely working for me. Um I think Karrion Cross had a good win over Morrison, looked dominant. So I think he's starting to climb out of the shit that started. I think the people are starting to scoff less at the outfit, which as silly as it started, it got less silly with the helmet. And once you see something a few times it doesn't matter anymore. Um you know it's just that he was it's like he's had seven characters in seven months. Uh you know we finally have Naya and Shayna, you know, overtly at odds. Lily was back on the Tron, God bless Lily, she was gone for a week. The 24/7 nonsense added Drake Maverick so and Jeff Hardy. And, and Jeff Hardy. Um but I like that the Hurt Business is is you know, might be going for the tag team titles. It's not almost an AJ again. Good, good.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Hardy, if Jeff Hardy, right now he's doing what Vince asks him to, you know, hey, do the, do the, the alcohol bit, the gimmick, do the, uh, you know, put over carrion, uh, go chase after the 24-7 title. I wouldn't be surprised if, before all, everything's said and done, Jeff Hardy gets a last look at the world title picture, um, or gains a mid card title before he's all done with WWE. Vince is going to repay Jeff Hardy for uh, doing dirty work right now.
1: I wouldn't be surprised either. And why not? And it will be a you deserve it thing, and it'll be a short title run, but it will be
0: real. You know, yeah, just, I, like I, how, just like how he did with the Miz.
1: Yes, and and I think that Morrison will probably get the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title at some point, um, or he'll be one of those guys who gets the world title and someone cashes in on him, like you know, third he loses at thirty seconds later. Yeah, but yeah. but yes, I, I believe those things. Or Jeff Hardy, when his contract is up, will go join his brother and AEW make the Hardy Boys a thing when they're both fifty. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> um. I just want to cover... I mean, we already talked about the Kree brothers on NXT. Again, I told, I thought the first 40, 40 minutes of NXT was horrid. I actually thought that Ember Moon looked pretty good. I liked her outfit and, and whatnot. But uh, if they're trying to build Kaylee, Lee Ray... As a big deal, she shouldn't be having a 20-minute match with Amber Moon. She should be a
0: big deal and not look you like really she... You really don't think so? I mean, Ember Moon was on the main roster. Like, she should be taken seriously. Ember Moon is the one that just hasn't been given an opportunity or much of an opportunity to... Huh? Then that shouldn't have been her
1: match. Then that shouldn't have been her matchup. They have plenty of other people that they could have had her beat. That the, the, It didn't need to be her. It should have been someone else then.
0: Like who? EO? Sh- uh, Saray. S- <laughs> Where's Saray huh? been?
1: Who cares? That's, that's the point. It, 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 we, it could be Saray, so, S- could be Dakota. I, I don't know. It could be. Okay.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: They have a million women there. Why? You know, why not? But I thought that, like I said, I thought the Creed brothers were very impressive. I want to see more of them. I want to see them do something with their looks, like I said. I thought the May Ying thing was awesome. I thought that was a fabulous match. That was exactly what I like to see. Um mm-hmm. And I thought that the bachelor and bachelorette party stuff was actually pretty funny. The z- I know you're going to say the zombie referee, and I agree. The, the zombie referee never needed to be seen again since Halloween Havoc.
0: Yes, agreed. I, I, again, the supernatural gimmicks. I don't even like, I, I, after watching this week's What If, I don't even like the undead in my Marvel comics. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the bachelorette party comedy was actually better than the male
0: comedy. Yeah, I mean, it was actually
1: fun. Yeah. I liked how they said how, how her best friend Persia came all the way from Australia for it. And someone said to her, I think it was Jesse Kamea said to her, you came all, or I think it was Cora Jade, said, you came all this way? just for this? She's like, no, I came for Disney World. I mean, <laughs> just, just, just everything was weird. Like how Candace didn't want to be there. She didn't like anyone. No one liked her. Yeah. Okay. The end of NXT, Dunn and Ridge Holland Turned on Birch and Lorkin because they didn't get the job done winning the titles, which would have made sense, save that Ridge Holland didn't get the job done the week before when he lost his match against Ciampa. So why is Dunn and Holland so mad at those two jabronis this week because they didn't get the job done when Ridge Holland didn't get the job done the week earlier? So that made no sense. And Lorkin and Birch are going to be faces. I mean, who even remembers them? Who cares? I mean yeah they're Whatever. gonna be like oh. Yeah, um, that, that, that was a dumb
0: ending do you think uh dunn is gonna turn on um uh what's his name birch
1: you mean holland
0: holland right they're all the fucking same guy
1: i as far as i know dunn has not been re-signed i think that that we're gonna we're gonna know a lot after tuesday night because tuesday night is the first non-taped new rebranded nxt so old nxt pete dunn was totally gonna win this this fatal four-way New NXT, totally, he should get screwed by Lorcan and Birch, or Holland should turn on him or something. But new NXT, whatever it is, LA Knight should be the win because he's the big guy. He's the guy they should put the, the title on and then move up to the main roster a few months later. He's 38 years old. It's time. He's a star. Um, so we're going to see a lot based on Tuesday. Do I know? Do I think that Dunn is going to turn on Holland or vice versa? No, I don't. Uh, uh, Cause fuck you, that's why. There's no reason for it. There was just <laughs> no reason for this turn. I mean, they're going to be in the slow end feud with Lorcan and Birch, and then I think you're right. I think Lorkin and Birch will be released at like some a- point. Yeah, yeah.
0: What about um, this wedding coming up? This we talked about the bachelor parties, the bachelorette parties. What about um, Indy and uh, Loomis? The wedding. Are you looking forward to a wedding? Yes. I, I am too. I am. I, I feel like it's been a while. It, it's been since. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been since uh, Lashley and Lana, right? It's been two years. Oh, Kip and, Kip and Penelope. That fucking was horrible. That was. It was horrible,
1: horrible but but but. Well, actually I like Lashley and Lana. Um, speaking I of Miro. It. everybody
0: so hated it, but I loved it.
1: Him and Kingston are, are still going. I, I'm afraid that they're going to give Kingston that title, and the Miro should be. But you know what? It preserves my swerve maybe cj perry will interfere next time or distract next time and Miro will still keep it and it'll still preserve kingston okay my my prediction from last time is going to be deferred i still pick Miro, but uh uh yeah i think this is a, i think this is f- almost everything they've done with index from beginning to end has been either good to really
0: funny yes
1: so i if hopefully this is going to be one of those cases if it ain't broke don't fix it Right. Which is not what WWE has been doing lately, including destitute Corbin also making rich jerky Corbin again, which you're pretending is a good thing. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this wedding. I think this I will love be it.
0: fun. I love This is the most over I've been about Baron Corbin ever in his entire career. Amid. I know. It
1: it, it. it is very weird. Um
0: Happy Corbin.
1: Happy Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it on that. I mean, this. I mean, I got the ratings. Rampage last week dropped a bit f- to six ninety six. I think the week before was like seven twenty six. SmackDown was at two point two two, which is around the same. Maybe uh, it might be up. A, uh, well, actually, I can just flip a page, can't I? Um, but um, Raw was um, 1 point, 1.85. NXT went down from I think uh, six ninety six down to six zero one. So NXT, listen. If those people weren't diehard fans watching the first 40 minutes and they turned the channel, I don't blame them. The last 80 minutes was good. Um, so
0: I honestly think that WWE is looking to see how this rebranding of NXT works and gets over. And if it's a real success, I'm pretty sure you can see the same rebranding happening to Monday Night Raw.
1: I get with all of the cuts that you need to have a low card somewhere that people have to lose. I just don't understand how you have Carmelo Hayes. Win the breakout tournament, earns him a title shot, and then he loses uh, on you know, uh, you know his first solo match after that. I like Santos Escobar. I, I like the whole thing with what's her name, Electra.
0: Electra Lopez.
1: Electra Lopez. Yeah, and I've never seen her without the jacket on. I mean, she's she's just big muscular woman i mean I, I thought she was just small because she's, she's kind of short but yeah, yeah.
0: i mean but... if she was on your chest i'm pretty sure you'd go into cardiac uh, event too just shut up just stop it <laughs> Listen to me. you have no
1: idea about the year of debauchery that, that i had about six years ago i have all sorts of things in my chest and oh, i didn't yeah. die then so ain't nothing killing me now um <laughs> Okay, Raw, 1.85, NXT 601, Dynamite, 1.32. It beat Raw in the demo, not just percentage-wise, but actual number-wise.
0: We've talked about the
1: demos before. I get it, but still. Uh, Elevation last three weeks, 552 this week, 317 a week ago, 591 two weeks ago, which is odd. Uh, Regular Dark, 377 this week, two weeks ago, 416, which doesn't keep with Elevation and two weeks ago 384 yeah yeah so sort of modest elevation i guess is the show that's doing better i don't watch either of them so i don't know if that's because of quality of matches or stories or anything like
0: that you know i'm starting to think because of all this success that aew is having and obviously the success long term that wwe has had what is the possibility that one of these other rival stations doesn't necessarily need to be a network station because, you know, TNT is not a, not a broadcast network station. It's on cable, but what about another company? What would be like adjacent to USA and TNT? Well,
1: I mean, we have fantasy booked this before when we heard that MLW was going to vice and now they got a second TV show for Azteca underground, which I think is also on vice I mean, that they could do a a, like a Saturday night wrestling block uh, or, you know, maybe Thursday night wrestling block. And then you could put New Japan Strong on. You could put NWA on. But a lot of these promotions, I'm not sure that they want to be on network TV because if they are, they can't use a lot of the talent that they've been using, the bigger name talent, which is on other bigger name promotions. So they... Couldn't use the ROH guys. They couldn't use the Impact guys. They couldn't use the AEW guys. Yeah, but
0: and I mean, probably I mean, vice I, versa. I guess what I'm trying to get at is why, what stops, let's, ESPN is a good one. ESPN has two channels. They got ESPN uh, College, ESPN News, ESPN, all kinds of different ESPN channels. What stops them from just putting, instead of, you know, their countless uh, talking head shows, I, I feel like it's fucking CNN adjacent uh, over on ESPN nowadays. What stops them from saying, you know what, Ring of Honor? You know what, um, MLW? Or uh, you know, we'll we'll give you a shot. You know, we'll you know. Obviously, MLW has got a new deal with Vice, so they're not coming. But what about Ring of Honor? What what's that? Ring of Honor
1: is owned me? by Sinclair. If Sinclair wanted to put them on a bigger stage on TV. They could do it themselves.
0: But then, what channel would that be?
1: Well, I mean, they own franchises. I I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean. <laughs> Impact is owned by Anthem, which owns Access TV. I mean, it's owned by a TV station. So
0: yeah, but it's a bullshit state. Like nobody fucking is. That's like them being a home shopping don't, network. Like nobody watches that shit. But the, well, Lisa Serena does. They
1: they don't think they're bullshit though. That's the thing. So, I mean, Sinclair is worth two and a half billion dollars. I mean, Ring of Honor is a profit margin for them with a very fixed budget and very little effort. And they're happy with it that way, and they want to hold on to it for God knows what reason. I mean, if I'm Billy Corgan, would I want that? Yes, but does somebody want NWA? I mean, again, these companies, there's a pro and a con. You say, okay, we get money, you get security, you can be canceled at any time, but so what, you took your your shot. But they would not be able to use – NWA only has like six people who work for NWA primarily not even exclusively mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. primarily they wouldn't be able to use those people anymore or all the others if they're on a network channel or the people that they use primarily to exclusively wouldn't be able to go in on onto any other minor television so you'd think it'd be attractive for pwg or gcw but right now they're getting mm-hmm. a lot of rub their own way
0: um they're they're getting that attractive uh, for what they do
1: but they're getting they're getting name recognition the nick cage gauge stuff the mac cardona stuff even david arquette i mean people now know that gcw exists and once you know gcw exists then you're like huh what else doesn't don't i know about when i first discovered um georgia championship wrestling i'm like fuck else is out there? I only thought there was WWF. What? Then I learned about AWA and WCCW, and like for three months, every one of these, you, 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 it's like a new girlfriend. Each one of those is your new favorite promotion because it's all new stuff. It's like Bockwinkel. Oh my god, he's like Ric Flair, but an old gentleman. I mean, you know, the Von Erics whoa, I've heard those names. Look at them. Look at the crowd. But, um, I don't know. These things are more complicated. I, I don't think Here's the bottom line. Most of these shows don't do enough in viewership in their
0: – Unless you know, they're so. WWE or now AEW. So AEW is right. the the – let's be frank. AEW is the outlier. WWE was already the known known commodity. Everybody else that has taken a stab, TNA, ROH, MLW, they can't draw like AEW is. So AEW is yeah. the, the real outlier and that's why no one else like an ESPN is going to say, let's get into the ring
1: Even in the best of times, there were only two major TV promotions. There was WWE and WCW for a while, both bringing in big numbers. But there was always a number one and number two. There was 83 weeks famously where WCW was ahead of uh, WWE. Now, that sounds like a big deal, and it was, but that's less than two years. TNA was then, you know, sort of a big deal. And then they tried to go head-to-head with Raw. But TNA, I I think their best numbers were, what, two, three million, something like that? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: so, I mean, who wants to always be, we're on TV, but we're obviously number two. I mean, so at least this way you can pretend that, that you're bigger than you are.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a very, very deep chat today. Like we, we went, we ran the gamut through everything. We talk about AEW, All Out, diversity, MJF, abortions, cardiac event or events.
1: So much more in abortions that we shouldn't be talking about. (laughs)
0: <laughs> brian pillman the town of cincinnati just lots of stuff we covered today what yeah. didn't we cover jeff
1: the, the the uh how great garden of doom is and how i've got bruce fenton on this week who is an amazing researcher and ufologist and basically is going to teach you all so much stuff um the show is called Seven Hundred Eighty Thousand bc panspermia or something like that but Awesome. Check out Garandum. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm amazing guests. It's top notch stuff.
0: You know who you should reach out to? I was just watching a 60 Minutes episode and there was a special on um, this. Apparently, in in the late Obama administration, there was a guy that headed up a, a, a UFO uh, uh, part wing of the FBI where they were like looking into like extraterrestrial events. Mm-hmm. And, and so they interviewed him now. Are you talking about
1: Luis Elizondo?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: No one's really sure if he really worked for anybody. It's
0: <laughs> there's like a big
1: get, Now, maybe because it's top secret and you can't get it, but there's a big gap between... He was in the service. He was in the service. There's a big gap between his government record and now claiming that he was doing all sorts of things. So there's lots of. Listen, I I, ha- I have a recorded show with Tom Carey, who's a best-selling author of several UFO books. He's been a Roswell researcher for 30 years, and he worked with all of those guys. He was he was he he works with the J. Allen Nyack Center. Anybody doesn't know J. Allen Nyack, Project Blue Book was J. Allen Nyack. Um, so it's named after him. He worked there. He worked for Mufom, which is the mutual UFO organization uh he, he worked for, uh and he he's done all he's worked with Bass and Bigelow and all those people so uh I've got him I've got I I I have so many people booked and recorded I don't even know what order to put shows out like I'm I'm interviewing the black Israelites this week which, oh shit. which is fantastic I'm so interested I know so little What I thought I knew was largely wrong because the people I got it from just pretended that they were black Israelites and they weren't. And it was so easy to get them on. All I had to do was reach out to them. And, like, it's like a rank. They have, like, military ranks. So, like, the lieutenant had a check with the captain who had a check with the general. They all said yes. They're all coming on. Um, And I really want to drop that this Sunday. But I have to sort of hold it. Uh, because I, the NACON conference, the Nephilimet, oh, no. is October second, so I, I'm trying to load it with shows that are has, related to that. And they're guys. Lily been
0: asked uh, to be at the NACON conference. God, I, I
1: I would fly to the UK if if Lily and 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 pay for a ticket for for Lily that that's Lily Lucian. But actually, there's a there's somebody who's joined the conference who runs the Ancient Origins Facebook group, which is a page I've been following for years. I love that page. And he lives around the corner he, he lives like not around the corner but he lives like 20 miles away so we're gonna meet up this weekend and now i'm gonna have to book him and i'm certainly gonna have to put him before the conference and he's gonna become my new best friend um uh, which is easy because i have no friends and uh and this is just amazing so it's like i've got like this uh, all these synergies coming up
0: good for you good for you that's yeah. great um let's plug our socials and let's get out of here well it just plug like the only simple. thing i
1: care about so
0: Garden Garden of Doom sounds like a a fun listen. I'm definitely going to listen. I know I haven't listened to since the last episode of uh, where you guys were talking about the invisible jet. Oh, by the (laughs) way, that stuff
1: was like a year ago. But there is one other. There's one show. It's on the Garden of the Doom feed um, and the Hammerlock Hangover Wrestling Soup Garden of Doom feed. But the cover art is different. It's called Garden Views, and it is different. That's that's an interview with retired chief of detectives for the New York PD, NYPD. And he's been—he was with the PD since the '70s until the, the, the OX. He was the lead detective on the Son of Sam murders. He did the World Trade Center bombing. So check out that it is a more main. So if you're not interested in ghost goblins, UFOs, religions, and and alternative healings and things like that, but you want to hear that it's Garden Views, and I think it's called—I think I called the shows on like NYPD Blue, something like that.
0: Oh, that sounds like an interesting listen for me too. So I'll it probably is. check that out. All right, Jeff. And where can we find you on social? What if I want to complain to you about your your shit take on this Hammerlock Hangover, hangover episode forty
1: nine? Well, I'm glad you asked. Hey, you could reach me like Steve on the Hammerlock Hangover Facebook page. Uh, you could reach me on Facebook. It's uh, just under my name, Jeff Lipman, Jeffrey Lippman. Um, on Twitter, it's Icarus Fell MD uh, at Whatever it is.
0: Uh, it's what is at Icarus it? Fel, M-D. Fel, Fell, uh, yeah. M-D. Fell, M D. You can find me at Big Daddy Cool. That's all one word. Uh, I got in early, and uh, that's at Big Daddy Cool. Uh, yes, it's uh, a, a play on uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Um, and if you want to email us, please email us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest, if you want to talk about some wrestling, we're interested in probably hearing from you and uh, some people. Are Are we? Gonna talk- a little bit i think uh i'm interested to hear uh i mean Evan if you're guesses.
1: selena de la Renta, yes if you're the referee in that match no
0: <laughs> well maybe you want to hear some backstage uh gossip so maybe we might be interested maybe we want to hear your story and why you think we'd be interesting you'd be interesting to have on um and discuss maybe you want to fight with us maybe you want to argue and debate us on on certain topics um i can't believe i have
1: to follow on popular review again
0: Email email us at (laughs) hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Guys, it's been a pleasure. This was a great episode. I think we got into a lot of deep stuff that, you know, everybody's got an opinion on All Out, but I don't think that everybody has an opinion like we just shared as far as the diversity is concerned. And definitely, again, we were the only ones to report that Triple H went to the hospital because of Stephanie's massive titties.
1: Doesn't get eviler than that, so stay evil, my friends. Have maybe maybe Have ratchet it down a notch of
0: evil. <laughs> Have a good one. Take it easy, guys. Later.